You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Today on the show, we have Montreal stand-up comic Emma Rez returning to the show to introduce us to his other passion, smoking shisha. Emma came over with all of his shisha gear and shows us how it's done. Uh, we talk and smoke shisha, and then uh, stand-up comedy and dating in 2017. You can find Amer on Facebook and on Twitter as at Amerez, that's A-M-E-R-R-E-Z. He's got some upcoming dates too. August 16th, he'll be in Ottawa at Absolute Comedy. On the 18th and 21st of August, he'll be at the Comedy Works. On the 22nd, he'll be in Gatineau at Hope and Mike. On the 23rd, Absolute Comedy in Kingston. And on the 30th, he'll be at Stand the Fuck Up at Mademoiselle Bar. Jason also has some dates coming up. He'll be uh, on the 18th. He'll be at the Comedy at the Art Loft. And on the 27th, he'll be at uh, Comedy Abroad at M-Bar. Without further ado, here is stand-up comic slash shisha connoisseur Emma Rez on Fire in the Hole. Shisha, also known as hookah, nagal and water pipe, is a centuries-old practice originating from the Middle East region and parts of Asia and Africa. In recent years, it has grown in popularity in the UK and other Western countries, amongst men and women, cigarette smokers and non-smokers. Also, when it comes to socialising, shisha has become a huge alternative for many people across cultural groups. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Ubering, comedy, mm. discovering, reading. After I listened to the podcast I made with you guys, and I realized I can't speak English. Well, you know, does that? Uh, <laughs> no, no. I, 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 uh, the thing that sucks. What is it again? You, 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 the thing that sucks. The suction. The suction thing. The suction thing. For a fan. To, for a fan. No, but I think it's as a as a comic, you have a unique opportunity here to embrace. Write what you know is what they say, and your English doesn't suck at all. It's the some colloquial colloquialisms, <laughs> colloquial. Collo, collo. <laughs> I love how like that happens as you're English, critiquing it's, someone's it's ability to speak yeah. English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like a colloquialism. <laughs> colloquialisms you see are very intrinsic, to, you know. but uh, phrasal verbs, uh, shit like that, expressions, they change all the time. That's the last stuff you pick up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you're doing fine. It's just also you know you're not used to having your voice recorded and listening to it. Every like, yeah. Yeah, because when you're talking on the street, I interrupt a lot, like right now. <laughs> yeah. When you, uh, it's fine. Uh, when you're talking on the street, a bunch of the stuff that really doesn't uh, make make sense to what you're saying, yeah. is, there's like a secret agreement to not re- to discard that information. 
But when you're recording it, obviously, it all makes uh, sense. Your own voice. <coughs> We're going to be doing a lot of this. <coughs> and, uh, guys, when you do ahem, you drink the mango. This is the rules of the shisha. Oh, is it? Whenever okay. you feel like, oh, my throat is getting a bit ticklish. So for those <laughs> for those of you joining us in the audio sphere, uh, which is everybody, uh, as we don't have video yet. <laughs> um, NSA is watching, man. NSA, man. Man, they want to get, get us, man. We are uh, uh, joined by Mr. Amir Rez, who has been uh, who has fulfilled his promise, his pledge yes, on uh, the first time we had him on. If you'll recall, I don't know if he did it on the air, but he did make a substantial pledge to uh, delight us with his uh, shisha wares and his um, very specialized blend of uh, was it double apple and whatever. All right, I'll, 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 do, I'll be the sommelier for uh, yes. For yeah, the, break please. it down for us. All right. Uh, so Richard right now is smoking grape mint, a Fahar grape mint, the same as you, uh-huh. uh, Jason. It's, I'm loving uh, it. United from the United Arabs, it's Al Fakhir or Al Fakhir for <laughs> English speaking. <laughs> he is smoking from a Khalil Mamoun. I don't remember exactly the model, but it's a Khalil Mamoun that I bought from Chicago. Uh, he is smoking from a funnel head. That's with an F. It's a specific type of head. The way they design it is that the uh, tobacco juices don't drip the tobacco stays in its juices uh-huh. and the air just does a little loop and goes inside the water and then comes out rich uh, jason is smoking also grape mint from a mia shisha it's an excellent chinese shisha but it's an excellent it's like a top quality chinese shisha also from a funnel head and i'm smoking from also a mia uh, with a funnel head nakhla double apple which is a more robust Mm. Richard would agree. You want you want to try? Yeah, maybe just uh, have have a little. Right. Do have do this I is have the part where we have to be very careful when we pull the hose. Whoa! That could have been dangerous. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know what? Over. Yeah, maybe we should. We'll wait. You know what? Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's just smoke. Stick to your hose, brother. Yeah, <laughs> stick, stick stick to, to your, your hose. Hose, buddy. But we'll definitely. I'll definitely try it later. Um, this is really great. I mean, you you just for again, Amir just busted in here with like six bags. It looked like he was moving in, and he just like. He made us mango juice. Oh, okay, guys, I'm moving in. I forgot to uh, mention. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So it's going to sound like we're, uh, I don't know, like we're smoking bongs. Or we're in an <laughs> aquarium, you know, like in a blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. the, the bubbles of an aquarium. Well, we are kind of smoking bongs. It's we like are it's sort a of. Form of it's yeah. a kind of a bong. We're just not putting anything, you know. It's going to be high on nicotine. That's all. Exactly. That's we're right. not putting any wacky tobacco in there today. Mm-hmm. Uh, as n- it would not be conducive to, um, it would certainly not make me talk less. And that's illegal, Jason. Yeah. <clears throat> it, 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 yes. Yeah. Think of the children. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And it makes you. Smoke tobacco, kids. It's not <laughs> weed. <laughs> Alcohol and, and, and tobacco, kids. Stay away from the dangerous stuff. <laughs> like, Usually I don't uh, drink beer when, uh, when I smoke shisha. Just. Uh, it's, Bastardizes does it, does the taste. It, does it go together? Mm. No. Mango. Well, oh, and we're also drinking mango juice uh, with frozen mangoes put inside in a blender. My mom's blender. Thank you, mom, if you're listening. Double, ba- the double mango. Thanks, double Amber's mango. Mom. Yeah. Thanks, mom. So double apple, double mango, uh, triple shisha, <laughs> and uh, fire in a hole. This is great. This is fucking awesome. We don't even need to talk about anything, guys. We That's can just right. sit here like the, the cat in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> is it the cat? No. The, the, what is it? The caterpillar? Yeah, it was the caterpillar. Yeah. The caterpillar and just fucking. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> when I was deep into shisha, like when I was. Yeah, obsessed. take us back, man. How does this start? This whole oh, obsession. 16, 17, trying to hang out with my older brother. I used to go to Arabesque uh, with course. his, uh, yeah, with the engineering friends. This is where you go when you're an engineer. You don't get laid. You go smoke shisha. That's who those guys were. Yep. Okay. That's that's my brother and then me. 
And this then, is next uh, to Concordia, right? Like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the second floor one. Yeah, it's a good shisha. And there was the other. It. it was the Egyptian place. The shisha Nazi. The shisha Nazi. Uh, yeah. Have we spoken about the shisha Nazi? We've never talked. He was about one him. of my best friends. He loved me. He loved me too. He loved me. We're the only two people in Montreal who I, he loved. I, I I think we were the only two. He fucking hated everybody, uh, and he would kick people out, take their shishas away. Uh, it was very weird. He, he he was a he was a. Didn't he deal drugs? I heard he dealt drugs. Listen, there's a lot of rumors about that man. I used to smoke at his house after he closed the store. All right, so here's the story with the shisha Nazi. He was so legit Egyptian. Go the on. The first time I went there, I think Ahabes was closed. And we needed a place to smoke. So I'm like, I was with my friend Eddie. And we're like, hey, let's go. Let's go smoke. He's like, dude, I'm Jewish. He's clearly not Jew friendly. He's clearly not. I'm like, dude, don't worry. <laughs> let's walk in. So I walked in. I was very polite. And he prepared me a shisha. And and every time I went there, I mean, how, how many times have you seen him kick people out of the <coughs> store? A lot. That was, it was, you, you came for the shisha, Richard, and you stayed for the show. Delicious shisha. I still have pictures of me and him. You came for the shisha, and you just watched him just shit on everybody trying to walk in. He once had a black guy walk in, and you know, he used to sell like those uh, rosemaries and Egyptian touristy things in yeah, the yeah. store. Okay. That's why he was so yeah. legit. <laughs> yeah. He even had legit. the like... Uh, yeah, quote unquote. He had the like uh, Egyptian music cassette tapes and the, the whole bit. Yeah, he was like somebody took a um, a souvenir shop somewhere yeah. in Cairo <laughs> yeah. and just fucking rented out this place and shoved it in there. In the the tiny like the narrowest place ever. It made no sense. Anyway, so so a black guy walks in. And he's like, uh, "How much for this?" And he pointed to something. And in Arabic, he says twenty Sudanis, which I found hilarious. Twenty Sudanis. Twenty Sudanis. What does that mean? <laughs> like 20 black guys. Like, uh, you want to buy this? It will cost you 20 black guys, which I found just. <laughs> and then he closed the store. And I remember walking in. Yeah. And I, I, he saw one of my friends. He gave him his phone number. And we started going to his house and smoking. He had a fucking Where the fuck nice did he house. live? He lived uh, like two streets down, downtown. Okay. He had a nice house. He had a Porsche for some reason. I don't know why. Uh -huh. I don't know how he had his money. Uh -huh. Maybe it was drugs. Everybody <laughs> that I knew... Uh, claim that like there were several people at different times that told me that he sold hash or something. That's a possibility. <coughs> and by the way, I don't want to. I'm the one who gave him the name Shisha Nazi. Really? It, it came from the soup really? Nazi. Soup Nazi. Mm -hmm. And w it was like Seinfeld days, and he became the Shisha Nazi because it was literally the same persona just changed her. Instead there's of no soup, soup. there's no soup. <laughs> but he did make a mean fool. You know, fool the the, the beans. Yeah. Mm. Made a mean food. Well, to be fair, I didn't spend a lot of time there, but you didn't even have to go in. You just had to walk by the place. It used to be an arcade <laughs> next door, I think, back in the day. Wait, where where was this? Exactly? This is on uh, Guy and St. Catherine. You know the Pharma oh, okay. okay, that's the, the Pharma Prix and McDonald's. Yeah, it yeah. was squeezed in between the two. Yeah, it was yeah. a narrow. Honestly, it was maybe three meters. It was a corridor. Wide. Yeah, it was a corridor. Mm. And, and then he, he moved over a couple of blocks, right? Mm -mm. No, no. He closed shop and he disappeared. He, uh, he, okay. We smoked shisha at his house mm. until he became an asshole to my Vietnamese friend and started doing <laughs> jokes about the Vietnamese. I'm like, I'm not. And it was weird. <laughs> ah, racist killing. old Egyptian. Yeah. You're like, shisha Nazi. Dude, he was so sad. He used to call my friend like, where's Amr? Why doesn't Amr come? I, I, I went after my, at the end of my bachelor. I traveled a bit. And so for three months, I was not in Montreal. He used to call my friend like every three, four days. Like, hey, where's Amr? When is he coming back? Where the I fuck miss did him. this guy come from? Did nobody know his story? Like nobody knows his story. No kids, no nothing. No, he had, I think, two boys. That's. I have pictures of him. I'll, uh, if I find them, I'll send them to you. Just me and him, just chilling. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I met time. literally. I talked to him once, and for some reason, he decided he liked me. And after that, when he'd hang out around in front of the 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 place, if I'd pass by on a hot summer night or whatever, he he he'd, he'd practically hug me when I'd pass by and oh. be like, "Hey," like I was an old customer of his. 
And I'd been like in there like son. five times. Like a son. Like he a did. son. He didn't no, no longer had. Anyway. He would not sell for Sudanese. Like a son. So as a kid, yeah. you used to go to Arabesque. Yeah. So I used to go Arabesque. And I think every artist I've met, now that I hang out with artists, they have like that obsessive gene. And I just became obsessed with shisha. So I just started reading about it and I joined forums online. You went, you went, you went, I went full, deep, full retard. Deep. I went full retard. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was just smoking every day and tried to... It's, it's, I realized that shisha production, the, the quality control isn't great. There's no real centralized <laughs> no. So shisha. sometimes you would smoke a, like a double apple and it was just amazing. And then two boxes later, you're smoking. It's as if you're smoking a box of cat litter. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> Nakhla, what happened? So I was trying always like chasing the dragon. I was spending way too much time and just way too much money. Like honestly, half of my travels were shisha based. I went really? to, uh, yeah, I went to Turkey to buy a specific Elmas shisha. It's a beautiful, heavy, like 20 pound shisha. It's beautiful. Egypt. Shisha in Egypt are disgusting, by the way. They're mm. disgusting. Oh, my God. I had throat infection when I went there. Okay, so it's more of a hygiene problem. It's, it's just shit. It's, it's like the shisha costs 50 cents because you're smoking. I swear, I was smoking once in Cairo with my friend. And the baby, just a fucking baby, just walked in in his diapers. And he's like, hey, you want to buy a box of Kleenex? And you're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Straight up. From in the street, just walked in. Hey, 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 hey get up. You want some Kleenex? <laughs> <laughs> I, it was, you know those small boxes of Kleenexes, like those little, you, like packet, little, single serving yeah, single ones, lemon flavored. I remember they smelled like lemon. He's like, "Hey, you want to buy it?" And you're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like He's a baby. Fell out of a tourist's <laughs> yeah. like suitcase. How it much was shisha. Do you have to smoke, baby? <laughs> I get that voice. <laughs> and it's crazy. You know how they clean the floor? I don't know. I haven't seen that anywhere else. But I don't know if it was that store or the country. But like they throw some. I'd, type I'd like of to ash. think it's the store. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay. They, they, <laughs> no, no, the whole country is disgusting. <laughs> I went to this one place. Your country sucks. <laughs> Actually, the, the country does suck, but the people are the friendliest. I have to say, they would, the, 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 the friend, like, uh, they would agree. They, they, they are. They're friendly. They're funny uh, compared to Moroccans who Nobody always mean, try to screw you. They would agree that the, <clears throat> the country sucks, but yeah. the people are good. Dude, they had unleaded leaded gas. When we, <laughs> the leaded coughing gas. begins. Yeah, They had leaded gas. When, I don't know if it's still <laughs> the case. Where do you even find that? <laughs> it was the, the air was disgusting, but the people were so f- super friendly. Like it still looks like an Indiana Jones set, still in some places, like crazy. Yeah, with yeah. the baby selling you. With the baby, <laughs> the baby. Hey, get up. Um, you you've had a sort of as far as long as I've known you, you've you've mingled with the shisha. Yeah, I've always had a I've always had a shisha and a fish tank since I was like seventeen. <laughs> it's like that was your first the first belongings. Yeah, I just. Was it Shireen or was it any of those guys? Was it predates all that or? Yeah, I think it was uh, was Shireen, but then he stopped smoking at a certain point. So the first time you you discovered your power to attract Middle Eastern people (laughs) to you, he does have a. He's like Egyptians, especially. Come here, kids. Yeah, (laughs) like little squirrels. They're naturally drawn to him. It's 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 ridiculous. Sweets and the tobacco. You could you could literally drop him in Switzerland. He'll find five Egyptian people living there, and they'll become his best friends. Start a podcast. Just seriously, the Middle Eastern people love him. Egyptians specifically. He Uh, seems like a friendly guy. He's a very kind guy. Yeah, but I don't know what it is about it that specifically speaks to. I mean, his girlfriend's Egyptian for Christ's sake. Like it just it's something too. Sort of. Well, kind of a mix. Right, but Middle Eastern. What's the uh, what's the other? There's Lebanese in there, oh, Armenian. So sorry to hear that, uh, Lebanese. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but culturally Egyptian. Right. Yeah. And so... And European. 
So you've liked shisha always? Yeah, I mean, I was never a, a aficionado Obsessed. like like Emmer, but uh, yeah, I always had I always had one, not always the best quality one, but I have a pretty decent one now, although it broke recently. Oh, not that one. That one. No. Yeah, I remember that one. That's the uh, the Chinese cheap. This is yeah, more decorative one. That's uh, Sylvie's. What, what's up, Jason? You're handling charcoal. Everything is okay. I, I just wanted to move it around like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, don't, don't I just, do that. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> I literally budgeted by half an inch. I didn't do anything. It just looked like I was doing something. Uh, and it was so I acted like... If, if it's too heavy, just take off one charcoal. and then Or put it at an angle on it to, to have less heat I'm transfer. Perfectly fine. What is the deal with shisha anyway what is is it just a pastime what is i think it's super social yeah. like you can that's, it's, the, it's, yeah. it's the it's the ancestor of the podcast is that what it is it's the exactly where you complain about your wives wives mm -hmm. <laughs> and you complain <laughs> about the government <laughs> yeah because you can't drink right in most middle eastern countries so you just sit and, yeah i guess you yeah. complain with then that, that one guy comes in that can read he reads the newspaper to everybody in the cafe yeah. uh it's still on those british like like yeah. the library those sticks You know, hung upside down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember how they used to do that? I think I've seen an Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still it's still very Indiana Jones over there. Uh, those except guys that like button it into their shirt and just like. Oh yeah, they yeah. do that. Uh, wait, I have seen. I think you know, now it's super popular in the states. So there's like equipment paraphernalia you can buy, and I think there's some that you could just hook like up hands free. Like, Yeah, it's like the the Arabs do like uh, the, there's the was it the Muslim hands-free headset for women where they just uh, they put the phone inside of the hijab like they just squeeze it in there and they're walking around with bags with five kids uh, and the like consumerism phone. Mm. how to combine Islam and consumerism isn't that interesting super conservative religion but materialistic as fuck like they are not opposed to technology and and uh, and material wealth well when you don't have anything to do. You consume, mm -hmm. right? You have nothing to do. I used to have that image of all the Arabs. I, I was racist toward my own people for the longest time. And then I met cool Arabs like Wasim. Yeah. I'm like, oh my yeah, God, this guy is amazing. <laughs> and he, he's one of the few that, ch and Dana, mm -hmm. they changed my view of Arabs. Like, oh, th there's cool Arabs in this world? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I did not. I still don't have a good image about most of my people. Uh, as uh, Im the immigrants or the... Because the Im immigrants is the, uh, there's an immigrant effect I find. Well, here's my experience with immigrants. So I arrived here in '94 at the end of the Civil War, and I was lucky. Like my parents didn't really raise me racist towards Christians or Jews or anything like that. And I went to Badbulani, which is a very Arabic uh, siege. Yes. And there was still some like uh, tensions tensions between the Muslims and the Christians. And I'm not very Muslimy. But you could still feel the tension. Like the, the kids, they absorbed the hatred toward others from their parents and they kept it as kids and they but were raised all, here. It, but it's all theoretical. Of course. Like it's, it's all, based yeah. on nothing. It's based, they live here. They live in Ville Saint Laurent. Like why? Mm. Yeah, this explains yeah. Uh, the, a lot of the, the very rare instance of like the separatist, very, very, very uh, extremely devoted separatist yeah. per person in their 20s. Where you're like, There's no way that you are in any way connected to the struggle apart from not. your parents who probably marched and are super pissed still. And you had to hear that yeah. all day, every day yeah. about how those people ruined it for everybody. I mean, at least the old Arabs, like I'm writing now a new jokes where I hope, where I talk about like, I hope slightly racist, amazing people go to heaven because my grandma was an amazing person. She just hated the Jews. I really hope, like she does, like, I hope 
you know that that's not a deal breaker i hope i really do hope so like she goes up there and she's like yeah fuck the jews <laughs> and there's a jewish grandma who also happened to be amazing but she hates the arabs and they meet and they're like really you're here <laughs> you too yeah, you too what's happening to this place <laughs> like, i i really hope so. like it's understandable an old generation to be racist yeah uh, well like, because they the live I- the fucking war but like, the idea of not hating or that that's somehow insensitive or whatever was not really a concept right we were fully all of us accepting of misogyny of of sex of sexism misogyny of uh racism um i mean we're not talking now about like north american treatment of let's say slaves we're talking like just in between the free people yeah it was perfectly and in europe you see you see it all the time in Europe, you see it. In Asia, it's ridiculous. I'm trying to think if there was any like misogyny when I, because my dad was here for a good portion of my childhood, yeah. and my I was raised by my mom and my grandma, so I never view women as inferior, but I always enjoyed misogynistic jokes. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> no, but, but I, I never view women as someone inferior. But you like them ironically, right? Yeah, I think it's funny. It's funny. Same thing for Juju. That's funny. Hmm. I feel like if you can laugh at it, then you can't possibly endorse it i feel like in some cases you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and there's different kinds of laughs right yeah. it's like someone's like yeah. you know sometimes you get to give her one in the back of the head you know let her know what time it is and then if the guy's like <laughs> you're like okay that's a that guy's bad yeah I'm that's not, a bad I'm person stop talking. Yeah. if the other guy's like cracking up it's like oh my god that's crazy that's nuts that's, yeah. that's so wrong <laughs> that's a different laugh <laughs> You're having a different kind it's of a time. It's funny because it's wrong. You're yeah, correct. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and theoretically, if we're all equal, shouldn't you be able to joke about everybody? Yeah. If we're all equal, like, mm. you're like oh, you can't joke about that. Because why? There was Are you assuming they're lower than us and can't take a joke? That's, that's stupid. And then the ladies get together. They're making their jokes. Of course. Guys. Of course. Have you been to any comedy show lately? <laughs> yeah, it's just shitting on men. It's like, open oh, season. On, it's on open. It's as, it would, as, should, yeah. as, as it should be. Who cares? Plus, the, I think... Pretty much the 80s, which was, was in my opinion, from 1979 to 1994. That's when the 80s were, in my, in my mind, that's when that ended. The, the sum of, I think like 58% of comedy films were bad villains getting bitten in the balls or hit in the balls or kicked in the balls, <laughs> shot in the balls, dog yeah. jumps on the balls. balls America, ba- like, America's funny in some videos. Yeah. So... You know, it's all good. Yeah, and now, now the like the typical balls are pretty funny though. Balls are always funny. Balls, they are funny. They're ridiculous. They're I'm, kind of ridiculous. Are, I'm gonna say something sexist, but balls are funnier than vaginas. They are. They are because we can see them. They're kind of out there. They're super sensitive, and they're right there. Yeah, but also they've they've just they're kind of in the way, and they droop when you grow older. I don't yeah. know how old you are. <laughs> 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 just start. Blue. Mine just get get firmer with every. That's really weird. Have you both con- have this weird. Balls? Have this weird condition. That's a secret. <laughs> but speaking of racism, there was a comic. I forget who it was, but he said something like how he had a racist grandfather or dad or something like that. And it's like he's so racist. Then when he would crack a racist joke around his dad, his dad' reaction was like. That's what I've been saying for years. <laughs> He's looking for everyone to go, oh, you can't do that. You can't say that. That's not right. His dad's like, damn right. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Preach, brother. You're like, but, but, but no, I have dad, a question. dad, relax. But have, is that really racism? Because I'm also thinking about this when I talk about my grandma, like the joke I'm writing about the fact that, okay, so my grandma hated Jews. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. But she never threw a stone at a Jew. She never 
pulled a gun on a Jew. I mean, she survived a country that was occupied by Israel. Right. She never disrespected a Jew to his face, but still, she like. Mm. like but they were the still, they were the face of they were the other. They were the the, 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 way, the way I see it is that you know like she didn't read much and there was no TV, so like you need somebody to hate like you know like the Slytherins. Yeah. The Decepticons. <laughs> you she had the Jews. That's all she had. <laughs> but she had a little bit more incentive than than somebody just like uh, you know. Yeah, she survived the civil war, like and, and a war, like you can't. That's an easy one. Yeah. Like my grandmother. She fed hated. all my Jewish friends. Like you can't really, like yeah. eat this, you Jew. Like, but she still fed him. You know. I, my, think, I think the definition of racism is really if you're going to. I think it has to be action, right? Like you have to. Discri- I truly you, so, you have yeah. to discriminate yeah. against somebody yeah. based on their you know ethnicity as opposed yeah. to like holding your beliefs that like oh watch yourself around those yeah. people like yeah. like my Actually. grandma had the same thing like sweetest sweetest lady you'd ever meet but like there was she was like uh, you, you know you be careful who were with decepticons uh black people black people yeah, oh, yeah? well that's understandable well, i mean i only heard <laughs> I'm it once I'm kidding i'm kidding but she was like oh watch yourself around them oh uh, okay so it was like almost mm. a it was almost adorable it was like, what, Grandma? They're like, that's, that's horrific, but you, you're still so cute somehow and yeah. adorable. Well, we're and all products of our time, you know? Of course. Yeah. My, my grandmother uh, didn't hate, but she didn't like Russians, obviously, because they occupied fucking whole, say, all of Europe, most of Europe, for a very long time, and that meant Russian soldiers all the time, and yeah. you had to learn Russian in school and all this other bullshit, so that was understandable, but it was always about, like, concepts rather than flat out like ethnic hatred yeah. like if you give us a chance i would kill every single one like there was none of that i think if you don't act hmm. it's just it's just like something to talk about while you're having coffee like eh, those blacks you know or those jews or those it's just something to talk about while you're having your morning coffee racist <laughs> people i hope are, our racist grandmas are all in heaven right I, now. That's, I, that's what i'm trying to say yeah, i feel like I atheism so solves that whole problem if they're all yeah. equally not there <laughs> that's also fine if yeah. there's nothing but uh I realize there's, it's excessively rare to meet an actual racist person. I don't think I ever met one. They're excessively rare. Like full on where they get that crazy look in their eye and of, of like certain, cer- certainty of like, well, you see the Jew. The thing about the Jew is blah, 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 blah. And they look in your eyes like they're explaining quantum physics to you. And like that's how, how mm. committed they are to that racist view. It, that's excessively rare. Have you ever been like victim of because ra- you're browner than both of us? Like, yes. have you ever been a victim of uh, racism? Uh, yeah, but like, really, not not in any crazy way. I mean, I'm sure I've been passed up for jobs, but who hasn't? Um, but not in any significant way. Um, if anything, in Quebec, I'd say my otherness has been more of a cost to have people fascinated in me than others which can be just as annoying but i'll certainly take that over like get the fuck out of here packy or whatever in in uh, high school i ate ate some shit because Mm. i went to very white schools um and even when there were arabs or whatever i didn't identify with them culturally um, so they, 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 everyone thought i was latino all the time as well (laughs) did you play the latino card like Uh, who were you in high school what do you mean like every nobody's themselves in high school. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to em- emulate. I was kind of like a rocker kid, mm. so I I hung around with a, I I love I love fucking white people. I'm half white, but I love I've always hung around with with white people. I just I didn't not I knew the black kids, I knew the Hispanic kids, I knew the Asian kids, and was terrified of them like everyone else, because <laughs> <coughs> a- Asian kids just always scared the shit out of everybody because you could never tell what they were thinking. Mm. Um, <laughs> 
It's true. Culturally, they're just not the same as anyone in North America. So a completely true? normal minding his own business kind of Asian kid, if if enough yeah. rumors... Focus on school, that weirdo <laughs> getting A's. No, but if you Get like... Him. You don't know if there's yeah. like five of them and they dress kind of hip. You're like, I think that's a gang. I don't know. Do they have, they probably, do they make machine guns? I don't know. I don't. They, they do, do man. You find out they're like a b-boy group and they <laughs> <laughs> like they just like to dance. But they're inscrutable, I would definitely say. That. And that's kind of racist. Um, and I'm fine with that. I think a little racism goes a long way. Mm. But it's not hatred-based. What about you, Richard? What, uh, who were you in high school? I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. I was like the, I was a bit of an outsider, kind of a loner. Uh, I actually lived like one block away from high school, so I could oh, just go home for lunch and like oh. skip school and people come to my house and play Nintendo in the basement. You were, did, you, did you smoke weed in high school? I didn't. Oh, no. Okay. No, I was a pretty straight kid. Me too. But uh, I went to a predominantly Jewish school and so I was a bit of the outsider of being not that. Hmm. Did you try to fit in? Did you try to like no outdo the Jew? No, I, no, I didn't participate at I all. I can't imagine you doing that. You know, mm. you were never that. I guy. don't. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Yeah. How do you? How do you? Uh, they didn't diverse your portfolio. I don't know. <laughs> no, you. That's not. That's <laughs> not a culture you can profile? kind of pretend to be. <laughs> you, you can even be Jewish and be uh, like, wait, what kind of Jewish? And then yeah, even be, I mean, like I, same thing for they Ed. didn't act in any, like any particular way which which high school did you go to Lindsay place okay I don't know well they'd obviously the, be West cultural they'll be cal- they'd be cultural yeah. values right like i only i only learned that everybody was jewish like halfway through high school they were all just like rich kind of ddo kids mm. which was it was it was more that it was more like a little ev- prissy ev- everybody was kind of well off and dressed well babies. and stuff uh-huh. and you were the I chain wallet kid yeah, yeah exactly. was your school predominantly something or was it well i went to a bunch but We went to high school. I uh, we went to Kotsanluk together. It's true. I remember that. Together? Now. Not together, but to, I also we, went to we both. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that. Um, if I had to think of any... Ra- the most racist thing I remember that ever happened was um, when I when I uh, contracted, I think that's the right word, meningitis. Um, that's the right word. And uh, I was like the second case in Montreal or and something. And you like? dropped the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> and you blamed the fever. Is that it? <laughs> exactly. I was like, these F... No. <laughs> No, uh, so I I survived it. It was a crazy story, uh, one I've told many times. But one one thing I don't tend to end the story with is my return to school, where I was like stick thin and very weak, and it took a long time for me to sort of get my health weight back and all that. And one of the first things that happened to me is I walked into school, and this kid named Wellet. That's all I remember is his last name is was Wellet because everyone called each other by their last names. Was he Turkish? No. Okay. No, no, this is a Ouellette, like a... Oh, Ouellette, Ouellette. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> this was in private school at Notre Dame. Um, and he literally came up to me and delivered this, like, rehearsed line that he could only have heard from his father or some shit. And he's like, C'est bien ça, vous immigrez, est-ce vous amenez vos maladies ici? Something like that. I never forgot it. And I never even saw his face. Just, just to translate, he basically said to me, That's right, you immigrants bringing your fucking diseases here or something like that. You should have coughed in his mouth. <laughs> I should have, but this I was so young. Yeah. I'm like secondary two at this point. And uh, I seem to recall somebody like grabbing him by the neck and dragging him off like a hall monitor or somebody like, all right, asshole, like you're with me and then kind of dragging him and like sticking him into uh, detention. But uh, as far as that's concerned, heck, I've never had anybody really, no, yeah, I've never I, really lived it. I, uh, but I'm a good communicator. Yeah. I pick up accents. 
uh, I know cultural uh, subtleties. You fit in perfectly. I'm I, a chameleon in that yeah. sense. But I think most If I had been like, yeah. hello, my name is... Or I'd yeah. have like a Hungarian accent, not high. <laughs> uh, would you like to see... Let's go to the parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> now, if I started talking like fucking Bela Lugosi, maybe I would have eaten a, more, a little bit more shit. Would you like mm. cheese? I have cheese. Yeah, cheese. Transylvanian <laughs> cheese. Actually, I, I just remembered one racist moment that I witnessed. It was in 2006. So in 2006, at the end of my bachelor, I, I don't know if I told you guys, I went with my best friend Guillaume. Uh, we, we finished our, we both studied engineering together and we did like a few countries. We did London for a day by mistake. Then we went to Morocco, then we went to Egypt, then we went to Lebanon. And Lebanon in 2006, in case you guys don't remember, there was a tiny war that happened. Mm -hmm. Tiny little war. Tiny little war. The Hezbollah kidnapped two or three soldiers, Israeli soldiers. And Israel's like, bitch, <laughs> pretext. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna pay for that. Yeah. So we were in Lebanon, and the war began, and the airport got destroyed, <laughs> and there was again, no, and, and there was no way to leave the country, mm. and I was with my very, very white friend, <laughs> in Lebanon, with his mom freaking out here in Canada, and we we're like, all right, well, you're we like can. trapped in Lebanon. Yeah, we're trapped. There's no, we had to leave either through. Uh, uh, at the beginning, we're like, there was no way to leave. Like, the consulate didn't do anything. Like, oh, oh are we going to leave through a hidden truck? <laughs> like, in a hidden truck through Syria? Like Mexicans? Like, like, like Mexicans? And we're like, okay, Illegal no, we'll Mexicans, just sorry. <laughs> thank, yes, thank you. Like, the who are coming now to, to Montreal? Exactly. <laughs> through 150 the at a time. <laughs> That's crazy. Saying it, at least we're using the Stade Olympique. That's what something. I said. I was <laughs> yeah. like, finally, that piece of shit is good for something. They, they might repair it for cheap. Who knows? <laughs> like in six months, like, oh my God, they the, fixed it. There's, they're, they're growing strawberries there? Yeah. What? There's a taco stand over there? <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, that would be the absolute, in this like bizarre world yeah. that we live in right now, them turning it into like a weird like like uh, immigrant like District Nine city would yeah. be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, they grow their own bio fruit, and you see like all the hipster white people like, oh my god! So I went to Stadolempia, yeah, yeah. and I bought some zucchini. It's <laughs> bio. My friend some kale Juan, chips. yeah, some kale chips. My friend Juan. The like aid the 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 aid workers show up, and the immigrants just uh, stop them at the gates. They're like we're we're good. We're good. We're good. You guys can go. I don't know how to do a Mexican accent. I should practice that. Yeah. I went, we're good, we're good. I'm like, that's not Mexican at all. <laughs> not, not even, even sure. close. No. <laughs> so anyways, so 2006, you're there's no more in, airport. You're trapped. I'm, I'm stuck in Lebanon. Back then, I used to date a Lebanese girl. And her father was, I think... So, you know, in Lebanon, you have a president. And then you have a prime minister. Yeah. And then you have, like, another guy. And then he was number four. Okay. So he was the fourth most important man in the country. Like... When we got picked up and we went to his place and I was in the car with him, there was too much traffic on the road and he just called somebody and there was no more traffic anymore. <laughs> That's how powerful he was. The he cars was, just moved. Jesus. That he, I guess they blocked the, the parallel street and they just, we, we had an empty. I'm like, holy shit, this man is, we were walking in a, in a stealth car. It was, it was crazy. Like I was living the life as if like blood diamond king <laughs> just living just banging his Uday, daughter Uday exactly. Hussein I was like a, I was dating Uday Hussein for a couple of months how the fuck do you meet a chick how do you pick up a chick like that that's uh, what I want to know well she was she was studying here I, uh, I don't want to say her name maybe she listened no, no, that's fine but you uh, okay she, she was studying here and I'll explain to you afterwards how we met but she was studying engineering with me and I, I, I had to have her she was beautiful uh -huh. and uh, so anyway so I was in that's Lebanon I, when I see someone too beautiful I have to have them yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Hey, I was 21. I still had. Uh, I'm kidding. I don't know. Do that. <laughs> no, no. That sounds like some. I, oh, some, I forgot some to barbarian my, shit. <laughs> I had beautiful long hair, and ah. I was skinny and sexy back then. And still, I had hope. And you're still skinny. Uh, uh, glitter and like glitter, but that light in my eye that has hope mm. and like, oh, he's ah. gonna succeed and make money in the future. You had promise. <laughs> had, okay. I had, exactly. Promise. Potential. Exactly. Potential. I had potential. Plans. Goals. Thank you. Okay. So. You're riding so in the motorcade. I'm riding motorcade. So we're, we're, we're staying in their uh, summer house uh, somewhere up north in Tripoli in Lebanon. And so we weren't really witnessing what was happening in Beirut because we were you know, staying there. We could just see the Israeli boats because they were staying like in a beach club because they were fucking loaded. <laughs> so we were saying they could just see from far the American boats and the Israeli boats, just like the military boats. And then we find out that the Canadian and the American embassy are taking all the Canadians and the Americans by boat to Cyprus. So we had to be evacuated with the Canadian consulate. So now in order to be evacuated by the Canadian consulate, you had to wait in line for like 24 hours next, like, uh, next to the Beirut pier. Yeah, it's like U2 tickets type of thing. It was crazy because you had families waiting for 24 hours. Kids screaming. Kids screaming to get on the boat and leaving. Now since I was dating the daughter of uh, oh, no, they cleared the general way number four <laughs> when my, our turn came because she was also Canadian when our turn came oh I didn't wait in line at all <laughs> <laughs> I went in a bulletproof a jeep with a bulletproof jeep in front of me and a bulletproof jeep in behind me and we just drove past all those struggling families oh wow. my and the sweaty moms holding her two kids. You're like in air conditioning. And I'm in air conditioning and then we pass next to the soldier. We don't even open the full window. He just opens the window a little bit, goes, military car. And he doesn't even wait for the guy to answer. He just closes the window and he passes. I was like, oh, I feel <laughs> like shit, but goddamn, I love this. I love being an asshole. This is so good. How were you sitting on this story? This is the craziest yeah? fucking I, story ever. You were just sitting on this one? This I, didn't even come out last time? <laughs> this is amazing. And horrible, it's but she amazing. Shaving. But honestly, I, I, I get now corruption because when you're on the side yeah. where you get everything, it's the best. Imagine you make it's a phone best. call and the road clears. Yeah. The road clears. The, literally. the city, the city stops moving because you need to get somewhere. Yeah, I, I can Ultimate see Ultimate power. Her dad got her a convertible BMW for the summer. That's mm. how loaded mm. it was. He got his son an M5 on his 17th birthday. Wow. An M. You're, you're so Arabic right now. Yeah, the, 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 the admiration <laughs> in your eyes. <laughs> you're fully like your jeans are all like on fire right I, now. I don't come from money, so when I saw this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's why I left Lebanon. <laughs> but when you're on the side of like just the receiving yeah. end, you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> so anyway, so we didn't wait in line. We we get on the boat. Uh, we go to Cyprus. Now in Cyprus, we had to wait in line to get on the plane to go to Montreal, and this is where I saw the racism. So we're like, there's a lot of people waiting and Arabs don't wait in line. You know, like they don't, it's not a, no, we all go to the entrance and we all scream at each other to go in. There's no <laughs> order and like you do the zigzag thing. None of that. None, none of, of that, that bullshit. shit. So everybody's trying to get on and I heard that. So there was like Muslims with the hijabs and there were Christians. I'm assuming they're Christians or Sunnis or Shias. I don't remember. but Zoroastrians, whatever. Probably. And then I hear, anyway, so a, a, fa a Muslim family like with the whole hijab thing are trying to get in. And then I hear a woman saying, Look at those fucking Shias. They ruined the country and now they're trying to get on the uh, plane, you know, uh, before us. And she screamed uh, that. And then you hear somebody go, yeah. And you're like, oh. <laughs> There's always some asshole. Oh. Uh, uh, this, is the, this is the only time where I witnessed little racism. Like, you know what? I'm just going to. 
Like there, some there's real a mob of people. I don't. Yeah. Shit can go down. Mm. I just witnessed it. I'm like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, this is bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. when you're dealing with societies that are still anchored very deeply in very old sectarian tribal, yeah. Uh, one would say, you know, Bronze Age religious stuff and just old hates. No yeah. movement either, right? Like they have nothing else to do. No one's come through there. Like here, it's like people have been here what three hundred years, yeah. three three fifty, three seventy five, four hundred, whatever. But they didn't really formalize as a as a people. Maybe maybe a century ago, yeah. it started becoming like getting into its own vibe <sighs> as a, as actual like the way it is now, right? Mm. It it hasn't existed the way it exists for the last. 2,000 years right. with the same fucking argument still happening. And it's not a homogenous society yeah, it's either, immigrants. right? Yeah, it's always been a mix. At least yeah. here. And we don't have time to be racist It's too fucking cold. It's too cold. And we have jobs. I, I, mean, I, I, if you I have s- a job, you don't have time to hate. You, you got to go to work. You got to pay your mortgage. Like you really want to, but you get, you're busy. Exactly. Like, I wish I had more time <laughs> to be racist. To, you to you be hate intolerant. the Slytherins or whatever the fuck they're called in Harry Potter. You don't have time to hate the Maronites. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that sounded religious. Yeah, yeah, Maronites are a specific type of uh, Christians in Lebanon. And that's why I remember the. Uh, uh, they, they used to have a specific they sound cross. Terrible. <laughs> this is a perfect conversation. I just I, learned about the, them, the, but they sound terrible. The joke about it is that Maronite girls were all whores. This is the line <laughs> that we everybody said. There's a line like that about every nation in every country in the world. You're like, you know what they say about. Mm. And I think what's really behind it is that's what guys would really like it to be. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. It's not really like a to shit on them. It's like, hey, I heard mm. Polish girls. Hey, I heard Lithuanian. Hey, I heard Japanese. They're just trying to find girls. <laughs> They're just like, we just, we just, we want to find whores. Yes. Can we just find whores? Any, but not even whores. Just some. Let me just grab a titty. That's they just, just, just one. Oh, just, Someone uh, to accept me. Exactly. Anyone. Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a little scared and nervous about the whole mating ritual thing. So I'm just gonna treat him like shit. That's my approach. I've seen it three times in a blurry VHS in the basement of my friend Ahmed. That's right. <laughs> and that's the only thing I know about sex. I'm just going to end up marrying whoever my dad or my mom buys. <laughs> so this is all I have. Or buys them. <laughs> yeah, buys them. It's a beautiful um, thing. Uh, but it's funny. Uh, it, my, my brain state right now is remembering that whole boat trip. The, <laughs> the, the, okay, the, uh, side, the road to Cyprus. Guillaume got to leave before me. No, the your, first your white friend. The white friend. He got to leave before me. His mom freaked out. Typical. She, she called Stéphane Dion. Remember, guys, Stéphane Dion? Yeah. He was the. Uh, she lived in Ville Saint Laurent. He was like the, the. What do you call it? The. Uh, Municipal. The, yeah, exactly. Whatever. So he wasn't prime minister or he wasn't even in the running, but he was like the representative of the city. So she called him like 50 times. <laughs> she was freaking out. Her son was in a war. You remember, like, the, what you see on the news is what she was seeing. So she was For thinking sure. that her son is crawling. <laughs> Eating He's like dodging fucking do- dodging missiles. bullets yeah. exactly. So she, this is the image she had in her mind. So anyway, so he, he got to leave first, and uh, the the first boats that got to leave Lebanon weren't uh, big boats, weren't like uh, yachts. They were fishermen boats, literally s- smallish boats. And Guillaume got to leave on that boat, and he was telling me that the, the boat that picked him, I think, it was a uh, Turkish boat, and it was not a big boat, but there was still like a bar. And he told me like everybody got on the boat. And there was like a bar, so they started drinking. But it wasn't a big boat, so you could literally feel the waves. And then everybody started Puke getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a lifeguard. So he, <laughs> he was helping everybody like vomit. Holding their heads like, over the, the whole, side of the boat. 
And he took a picture. He had like salt in his face because it's a small boat. So the, the wind the, and the, the mountain of luggage behind him and just people vomiting yeah. from, from the side of the boat. He's like, this is my life. This is my trip. Fucking Amr, you had to take me to Lebanon. That's the best trip ever. You, that's the only selfie he ever took in his life, by the way. In him, I would, him I would hate boat. you that's initially, hilarious. but love you forever for be, for living something like that. <laughs> also, I'm picturing like the... the the guards in Cyprus welcoming the the boat and be like, "You those poor people! Look what they went through! Look at them! They're all sick. Things must be really bad over there, right?" And complaining, he was saying, "Oh, we complain a lot, Arabs. We complain all the time." So they were like complaining, and my friends like, "Motherfuckers, you're getting, you're going back to a country of safety, <laughs> and you're. Why did you? Do, who drinks on a fisherman's boat?" Yeah, uh, I love him. Hey, he, he didn't end up racist, which I'm I'm happy. He ended up oh, marrying a half an Arab. So I'm, I'm I'm very proud of him. Mm-hmm. Did you get you got out by boat as well? Yeah, yeah. So I, I left in Bullet, a bigger bulletproof boat. boat. No, no, it wasn't. It was a uh, uh, like a cruise liner. Cruise liner. Yeah, yeah. it was like a, like a pleasure boat. Yeah, it was a huge cruise. I got to have sex on a boat that was great. Little hublot. I got to see the like a James Bond situation. Well, yeah, kinda. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. It's true. Having the sex, having sex with the daughter of like a major general on a boat. That is kind of. <laughs> He's kinda listening cool. to the podcast, right? Right, like as we're as we're gonna is gonna be listening to this podcast, be like, I was gonna let that guy off the hook. (laughs) Yeah, this far, no further. Dude, listen to to that story. It was the last straw. In Lebanon, you have to do military service. Okay, so even if you leave the country and you come back, you're like, hey, like they'll stop you at the airport. Like you didn't do your uh, military service, they will take you to do your military service, and they'll drop you off at the base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have to do military service if you're under a certain age. Now, when I came in, I didn't have all the paperwork because I'm like, yeah, I'll fix it once I get there. So I come in and he has like one of his minions waiting for me. He takes care of all the paperwork. This is the, the, the almost father-in-law. Almost father-in-law. Like he sends like, one of his minions to take care of me, fix all the paper. And like three weeks later, I get handed a piece of paper and I look and it's my like, carte d'identité, like identity card with my uh, thumb, what do you call it? My thumbprint. Thumbprint. But I never put my thumb anywhere i'm like whose thumb is that <laughs> did, you, you, did you check if it was yours it, it could not have been mine i did not do like the thumb thing nowhere they I got just, you while you were sleeping man no i or think it was guy? somebody else like here's 50 dollars here's his here's yeah, his yeah. finger it's okay yellow, let's go i swear to god okay probably the guy doing the passport yeah. put his own yeah, thumb exactly. there, and he does it all the time okay, here's 50 us dollars just let him pass i'm like what's going on i have it looks fine so now in lebanon if the guy decides to murder somebody Okay, and they found his thumbprint. It's going to be my thumbprint because this uh, is the thumbprint associated with my identity. Or card you could it. murder some people and then you could just be it, like, it's that's, not that's, good. It's mm. not my thumb. They I'm never up. going back to Lebanon. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason. I'm, I'm too scared to come back because the, the breakup wasn't like well. So I have a feeling that if How long ago was this? Oh, yeah. uh, well, 2006, 2006. I guess we broke up in 2007 or something. What'd so, you do? Uh, How'd you fuck that up? Uh, just, you're young. You had it you're all. dumb. No, no, no. She Motorcades. <laughs> yeah. No. It's true. She could just disappear you overnight. Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, Which one day? I'm just going. I'm so glad we have these shishas. <laughs> <laughs> it's make, it's make, we kind of take, we have a different attitude with these things on. It's true. We're talking with a liberty and a, mm-hmm. a lack of urgency that not, not usually doesn't. I can't look at you while you're drawing on your shisha. I can't do that. It's, it's a uncr- it's phallic thing in his mouth. <laughs> You do yeah. great uh, smoke rings, if I may, Richard. Thank you. Give you a, yeah. Thanks. Impressive. I can't do it. I don't. I don't even see the point. 
Jason right. tried to do a smoke ring. I'm not five. Sour grapes. <laughs> five? An Egyptian five-year-old? He just like to shit on everything yeah, yeah. I do. It's fine. That's Would you like to buy shit. some Kleenex? That's <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to buy some Kleenex? Suck hey. on your dildo. <laughs> suck on, suck on your butt plug. Your mauve dildo. I should give some context to the listeners. Um, my shisha tube looks like the other shisha tubes, but is that peculiar shall we say pinkish purplish color mm. that uh for some reason uh i've seen or associate to that's mauve how mauve? is that pink you heterosexual man there's a there's a pinkish there's, there's a pinkish no. yeah there's definitely a pinkish Richard, quality do you see any pinkish in there no it's a, i see it's a little a, pink it's a little purple that's purple you or guys mauve. are you guys are distracting me from the story uh it does look like it goes in someone's butt and just the, by the color, the the, uh, the shape of it, not so much, but the color. Um, hmm. Have I'm you ever seen a real butt plug? No. Yeah, I mean, I saw once my friend got a friend of mine once a gift a butt plug, but it was black. But I understood there there is such a thing. I don't want to get on this topic. Um, oh, we're going there. <laughs> I thought we're they were all there. different. Ooh, uh, like Richard and his uh, smoke circle again. wizardry. <laughs> That's right. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about shisha, guys. How's everybody's circle? Uh, uh, do we need to, uh, I wouldn't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm okay. Think Richard, how, how's yours? Good. Good? Yeah. Lately, I've been thinking a lot about my childhood, and I'm noticing that not everybody survived a civil war <laughs> in <laughs> poverty. True. That's that's not a common story. Running from bombs, hiding in bomb shelters. Like, I... I it's starting to grow on me, you know? Like, uh -huh. when, once you start dealing with humans and not with numbers <laughs> for a living, you're but like... But is that really how you grew up? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> lucky, like, my mom is a... She was a strong woman, and with my grandma as well, so they protected me a lot. But I, I, I saw it. You were in the shit. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was shit. It was... We had to, I guess, I don't know how many times a week, run and go hide in a bomb shelter because the bombs were falling. It was... Uh, but I never... You're not scared when you, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, all right. Well, I mean, what you're, you're saying. You're more worried as a child, like, oh, what will my friends think of my shirt that I wore two days in a row? You're not thinking of, oh, like, the bombs yeah, you're falling. Still, you're still concerned with, with sort of childish things. Exactly. What others think of you. Self-image. Yeah. Exactly. Much more than, oh. <laughs> because it's your everyday. Yeah. So yeah. you're not interpreting it as, like, this is really fucked up. There's bombs falling. You're like, no, this is something that everyone does around yeah. me. And then you leave it. <coughs> what age did you get out? 90. Ninety-four, we came to Canada. That means I was maybe ten or eleven. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a crazy age to travel, to, to to change your environment. At again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know because you're you're not young enough to kind of be able to sort of sweep it under the rug. You're, you're remembering now, as of as of, I'd say seven, eight. You're starting to make memories now that are stay. If shit happens to you, you remember it at that point. I, it's uh, it's it's weird to say, but I didn't develop that. Uh, that sense of observing oneself until okay. I started doing comedy where you have to sit and think about stuff and, you know, form your point you of view. You just kind stuff. of forged ahead. You just do it, you know, you just... That's why maybe I don't... Uh, when I see somebody who's weak, I'm like, wake the fuck up. Like, just move. Stop thinking. Just move forward in life. Just stop... Stop obsessing over stop why you're not moving ahead. Exactly. Just move ahead. And when you're 30, have an identity crisis. Start comedy and then start <laughs> thinking about your past. But it's I'm working on a, a joke about that. Yeah, <laughs> about the whole uh, uh, "don't trust anyone over 30 in that expression. It's a very commonly held expression in English. Don't trust people over thirty. They say that to oh. teenagers and to twenty-year-olds, right? Why? Uh, well, 
it's I guess it's based on originally like sort of don't trust anyone when we're 30 is and like stay young and rebellious. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah. <laughs> I, my, I have a, I have a version of that joke. But right. So my, my assessment of that is actually it's not that you can't trust 30 year people that are over 30 is that just it's a really bad time to talk to them because they just they just found out nothing yeah. is true <laughs> they just found out adulthood is a is a lie and a sham yeah come back later <laughs> yeah they're good they're good people yeah. people over 30 just this is just a really bad time right now they just found out a bunch of things uh including their career is not going to take off balding they went to school for nothing <laughs> their hair's not <laughs> hair's falling out penis not as hard as it used <laughs> it to be used to be uh, they have injuries now. Mantids, yeah. There's a bunch of things going on. Come back later. Um, and uh, it's obviously going to be funnier when I do it on stage. <laughs> but the point is that, yeah, we'll it must have been fucked up. Like war-torn Lebanon. You'll be the judge of that. Is that what you're going to say, Richard? Yeah. I, my, uh, my, my version of that joke is that yeah, yeah. I uh, don't trust the condoms of a 30-year-old woman who's single. <laughs> this is <laughs> that's a, that's way funnier. Too. I have a it, it's okay. So Stop about laughing. A, about a month ago. <laughs> Stop <about> laughing. <laughs> it's true. Oh, oh, oh it's <laughs> you're my manager. <laughs> I <just> Jealous. <laughs> so about a month ago, yes. I uh, I did my first French show. I did. Uh, oh, congrats! Thank you. They wanted to try that. It wasn't even by choice. It was I arrived there. Okay, well, I'll start from the beginning. So it's a good place to start. Yeah. About two months ago, I, I was going to Ottawa to do a show there. And when I go to Ottawa, I, I pick up people. I, I don't pick up people, but like I do the Amigo right experience. Sharing, right share, yeah. exactly. So I have like three people get in my car. You know, they pay for gas. So it, at least it helps me you know, offset the, the cost of the travel. So I, I get like two kids. They sit in the back. And then like an old lady, maybe in her 50s, she sits next to me. And of course, I talk. That's, that's my job. So we're talking. We're laughing. I'm making her laugh. She's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a comedian. I'm going to do a show. She's like, oh, awesome. I'm like, what do you do? She's like, oh, I run my own theater. I have like a cabaret, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So we're talking and we're laughing. She's like, you know what? Come do a show. Come do, you know, I have a cabaret happening in a couple of months. Come, 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 come make, uh, you know, the audience laugh. I'm like, hey, of course, no problem. She's like, I'm, I do it in English. She's like, yeah, don't worry. You'll do your part in English and we'll do the, the theater things in, uh, in French. Don't worry about it. So I'm like, perfect. I, so I show up to the place. I look at the audience the first night. It was a Thursday. Nobody speaks English. Like, you know, I'm, I'm listening to everybody Not talking. a single person. Not a single person. This is in Ottawa? No, no, it was in Montreal. Okay. I, I, so I get to the place, and I'm about to go on stage, and I found out that everybody is French. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to have to do my material in French. At a moment's notice, you just... You just flipped the language. That's a mind. I kind of expected it when I was home. I'm like, maybe. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? I'll do it once in French, and you know, in front of my mirror, you know, in, in my boxer, just once, just so like, all right, you know, I, I know how to say certain words. So I get on stage, I start doing it in French, and it worked. People laughed. It was great. I'm like, okay, all right. Nice. The next day, again, I'm like, you know what? I have more confidence now, and I fucking killed the next day. It was great. I was so happy. And then the third day, I do it Saturday, also a very good show. At the end of the show, we all, like the whole, the theater people are amazing. I don't they know if are. You're they're, they, they're in for anything. They love to fucking drink. They love to party. And I don't find that like with comedians. No. There's no. more so Drama somber. people are, are, yeah. are crazy, but in the nicest way. It's a different craft. So they, they, they absorb the moment and they live it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be, this moment requires me to be this character. So they just metamorphose they just into go the there. best. Yeah, yeah thing they had be in that time uh, they're they're amazing they're amazing so we go to a bar a weird crappy taverna i don't know if you ever oh yeah 
Oh yeah, it's nice. It's close to my house. <laughs> yeah, they film these never do there. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that makes sense. We go in and it's like only people middle age. Yeah, forty year old, yeah. forty year old is middle age, right? Yeah, yeah. they're just Thanks. and it's a <laughs> it's a bar filled with like forty year olds trying to you know still relive their youth, still be like freshly single forty year old mom rubbing herself on my you know arm hair. I'm like, ah, this is really this is. <laughs> Yeah. This, th- there's two things happening right now as you're explaining this. First, I'm a little offended because uh, I'm a single dad uh, pushing 40. Number two, I'm going to Taverna later. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up the ladies. Woo! Are you really? That's where they were hiding. <laughs> Sweet. No, I just, I just, you just clued me in. Mm. That's why I need to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I see the place. I have to go in. I'm sure I'll find material in there. As I said, like a, a lady with like. A 40, there's something about a 45 year old woman cleavage that is still hot. I don't know what it is. 45 is not that old, bro. Let's say 50. Let's say 50. Let's How go old are you 50. Now? I'm 33. Oh, that's why you're talking shit. Wait, <laughs> wait till you hit four. There's nothing wrong. I'm not saying it's, it's sexy. For me, it's still sexy. It's great. It's like, oh my God, an older woman wants me. Yeah. I'll talk to you. Fuck yeah, I'll have a shot from. I don't care. I'll, I'll look at pictures of your dog or your cats. And <laughs> I'll take one of those ladies over like a shy 25 year old girl. Oh, with an attitude, oh. knuckle tattoos, fuck that shit. I'm at the age where I get to flirt or go on dates with both pools. Uh-huh. I, mm-hmm. I can jump in both pools and I have a story for each pool. So, But let's go back to Taverna. So we're in Taverna, we're dancing. I'm, at the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm not going to dance. But there's only old people dancing. And like two shots later, I'm going to dance for wait, going, wait, wait, Despacito. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. You're 33. That's not that much younger than those people. That's like a five-year difference. No, man. That's uh, okay. Maybe they were in their fifties then. Cause they were okay. old. Okay. Like they were okay. They had, you know, like they had old woman jewelry. Okay, like that's a not forty. Instead of a, like, of a choker, like they had a necklace, like a with a okay. pendant. No, you that's, know, like that's fifties and sixties, bro. Let's say oh, like old forties, young fifties. Yeah, okay. you know what I mean. Puffed up hair. Uh, a couple, a couple uh-huh. of puffed up hair, like brooches. It, the, did I see a brooch? That's an old age home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I saw a brooch, but I did see like a, a guy in a wheelchair, like an old man in a wheelchair. How Not about like that? a guy who's hurt no, or no, no, no. handicapped. No, he's, he's just, just old. He can't walk anymore. <laughs> he can't walk anymore. <laughs> okay. These people were significantly older than yeah. I think you realize. Yeah. So, wait. I, don't drop the charcoal. Don't drop the charcoal, Jason. <laughs> okay. So... So we're at the bar, we're dancing, and we go outside. One of the theater actors, she's like, oh, I have a joint. Do you want to take a couple of puffs? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, uh, we're having puffs. There's this girl. She's there. We start talking. Gorgeous. Like five foot eleven, French with that short French hair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a short coupe garçon, as they call it. Yeah. Gorgeous. She has that French accent. I'm like, I got to I'm like, hey, who are you? She's like, oh, I'm a friend of her. I saw you. You were so funny on stage. I'm like... Shit. <laughs> you don't get that at open mics, you know? Mm. No Nobody gr- wants to fuck you after an open mic. No, no groupies, no. Anglo- <laughs> Anglophones don't care. No. Especially not empty open mics. They don't they're like, oh, no. they just feel sadness. You don't want to have sex with anybody who see you bomb at open mic. So anyway, so we're talking and we're laughing. And I'm like, hey, you wanna go grab something to eat? And she's like, Yeah, okay. So we're walking and I walk her to her place and it's like four in the morning and we get in, start making out. And I didn't have condoms. So I'm like, listen, I don't have condoms. So I'm not. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. Like, I don't want to do one night stands anymore. I want sex to be meaningful. That's, mm. that's my sensitive guys, you guys. Right. But I'm like, I will definitely eat your ass. Maybe we'll. <laughs> Mine? No. Not, not you. <laughs> Maybe later. 
<laughs> we'll see how the shisha goes. Yeah. We don't. But, there's no ass eating. It, 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 it fire in the fire hole. In the hole. <laughs> fire in the hole does not. That hole is not. Because <laughs> well, it would put out the fire. That's, that's the problem. Well, did you eat Mexican? Because that would explain fire. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back to the French girl's asshole, if you don't mind, Richard. Yeah, no, no, let's, we let's never you. left. You, you, I would prefer that. No, actually. he brought out licking his asshole. It's, it's true. I shouldn't have not made eye contact. You did make eye contact when <laughs> yeah, you said did. that you were going to eat and my it, ass. And it was a very hot day today. Now, go on. <laughs> so, you got this girl. You, you have no condoms. Oh, sorry. Just because let you, me just take off Richard's asshole. sex is... Uh, <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> so, we're making out. We're making out. I'm like, listen, I'm not... We're not... I don't... Like I'll, I'll, we'll make out. She was gorgeous. I had to. Mm. It was there was like it was a beautiful you know, sexual tension between us. She's like, I have condoms, and my brain was like, sure, mm, no, because of the because not trusting women over thirty. This is where like there, there's no way you're a single thirty-two year old woman. There's no way you're getting an abortion if shit hits the fan. Like there's no way a twenty-two year old like oh, I have my future. Nah. At 33, you're like, bitch, I'll have my baby. Like, there's. <laughs> you think that she's coming up? She's, for for she, sure. She's a seed hunter, is what no, you're no, saying? No, no, I'm not saying she's a seed hunter, but I mean, if shit's hit the fan, why would she get an abortion? It's 2017. A woman can raise her child by herself. And will. And will. And why will. would she. So I'm like, you know what? We'll skip on the. <laughs> we'll skip on the <laughs> sex. How did she take it? She never returned my text messages, so I'm assuming that was the end of Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause you guys, how did you turn her down? Yeah, uh, we made out. But you're, when she pulled out the condoms, and you're like, mm, she's no. like, well, no, she's like, well, I have condoms. We were naked in bed, and it was hot and heavy. And she's like, let's, baise-moi. <laughs> I'm like, nah. <laughs> she, she was French from France. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. You missed that description. It's five foot eleven. Uh-huh. She was wearing like a summery dress, uh, coupe garçon, uh-huh. like you know, short, short hair. hair. Yeah. Uh, her she's hair. like a. She's like a. It's like you she looks like a French model from like the 1940s, riding a fucking Vespa. She, and I walked her with her bike. She had a bike. Like she, I walked her. She was imagine like a beautiful girl wearing a dress on a bicycle in Montreal in that in, in Petite Patrie. It, uh-huh. it was it was majestic. It was beautiful. She could have been the one hmm. if I brought my own condom. That's. that's Are right. you serious? You really were fixated on that? You're not kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I could not. I would not. Now, hang on a second. No, because I want to be part of that kid's life, and I don't want to do that now. You have overthought this, my friend. Not to mention, there's a gas station about a block away. Uh, Not where she lived. uh, I'm not going to say where she lived, but there was no... Yeah, I could have. This I, is my true. neighborhood. It's true. There's a Petro-Canada not far. Thank you. Yeah, but I'm not comfortable in Petro-Canada. And a Canadian Tire over there. No, no. You Canadian were fine. Tire doesn't sell condoms, does no, it? No, there, there was a gas station next to the Canadian Tire, yeah. next yeah. to Taverna, and there was another gas station. There were like fucking four gas stations. I could have went to the gas station. I'll give you that. What but was, again, I don't know how I feel about What really about held you back? She was gorgeous. She, as I said, one night stands... I don't know how I feel about but that. But why anymore. did it have to be one night stand? It could have been... I can't afford a girlfriend. Yeah, listen, I have a complex these days where I'm like, okay. All the girlfriends that I had, I uh, had money. So I'm like, hey, let's go to Mexico. It's on me. I was like that guy. I was like that douche. Mm. <laughs> so now that I'm you know, a fucking struggling artist. Now that shit got real? Now that shit got real, I'm like, I can't. I, I, I know it's strong. I know I should not withheld love from my heart because I don't have, you know, the, the. It's just I don't know how to treat women differently than to treat them extremely well and buy them stuff. And that's, mm. that's something I need to work on. I'll give you that, guys. Hmm. This feels like therapy. Yeah, a little bit. That's Podcast what we're here therapy. for. Tell me more about your mom, man. <laughs> yeah. So you want to eat Richard's ass. And no, I ate her ass. I ate her French, beautiful, <laughs> well-toned ass. I, I just, yeah. that's, it hurts me right now to hear the story. 
Yeah, every man I told this to is like, what are you, a fucking idiot? They, they didn't call me an idiot. They used the F word. <laughs> <laughs> the way that tells me the story sort of suggests that you, you, you kind of want, you kind of still, you're kicking yourself a little bit. Uh, hmm. Let's see. I am not proud of the fact that I didn't pursue it further because we clicked mentally a lot. But a part of me is like, don't, don't do that to her. Mm. <laughs> she deserves a better man. Okay. <laughs> so fundamentally, but this isn't really about her. This is about you feeling that you're not good enough. It's always about me, doctor. Mm. <laughs> so how many condoms do you have on you right now? <laughs> <laughs> I have zero condoms, Richard. Leave uh, your asshole out of the story, oh please. Oh He's goodness. brought everything He learned else. nothing from this he story. He learned nothing. <laughs> I think he went in there condomless because he didn't want to go. Like he was, it's, a, it's a, one of those struggles. It's, that's your demon, man. That's, your, that's what the demon you're fighting. Uh, I don't know if that's... I'm, I'm, I, I'm, like, at the end of the day, I'm happy because I didn't break her heart. I didn't... I wasn't a bad person, you know, per se. It was, I didn't feel empty afterwards because there's something extremely hot about just making out with a girl and eating her ass. But let's say just... <laughs> let, let's stick to making out. Again with the eye contact. She's <laughs> 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 just getting to me, guys. It's, he's got great eyes, though. He does. He's he got does. beautiful eyes. Dreamy. Women, women, women want it. Why did, what is the line? They want their. Uh, they their want eyes. my eyes for their baby. For their baby, yeah. yeah that's and they think he's Shane Smith, so it's. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a sure. billionaire with <laughs> like a like an Egyptian yeah. Shane Smith. <laughs> that's what I always said. Like the difference in dating when you're in your twenties and dating in your in your thirties was like in the twenties, like oh, you got great eyes, let's fuck. Yeah. And then in the thirties, it's like you have great eyes. I want them for my baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like they just kind of like dissecting you for parts and like hmm i like this genetic so material. you understand me so you agree with me that i did the right thing by not having sex with her well i mean you're talking to two guys who are not into the the one night stand okay so you get it guys yeah exactly I can. like i've never had a one night stand in my entire never life. ever no oh it's so empty you're missing out so much <laughs> i've had like a three night stand sort of thing okay, that's like good. third like third date sort of thing yeah. and then i like yeah, these are good. You, these are they're, 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 It wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't yeah. a relationship that was going anywhere. But yeah, I like, had a couple. The girl who was into bondage. And the sex was, was terrible, by the way. It's, it's always like terrible. Maybe, maybe I want. I like intimacy more than sex. Yeah, yeah. I like the hunt and I like the intimacy. Having sex with somebody you don't know it generally sucks. When you're it's young, not, it's not enjoyable. It's, when you're young, it's like, yeah, hmm. <laughs> I tricked her. <laughs> gotcha. She thought I was cool. <laughs> but when you're older. So, anyways, Richard's asshole is. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Sorry, uh, Richard's. Uh, hey, Sylvie. Fiance, hello. just one. Hello. Hello, hello. There's a lot of shishing going on here, and we're talking about asshole eating. He is. We're not. Hey, don't, don't, hey, don't blame me. <laughs> you, <laughs> you open that door. I didn't sir. make eye contact with you, Jason. I think Jason is jealous. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, we just, we just like you know how it happens. Like you, a couple of guys get together before you know it. There's four shishas going. <laughs> and we're complaining about women and politics. Literally, we're living what our parents did in the That's 1950s. I love 60s. that he's just sort of we, all the bad <laughs> stuff he's saying. Hey, it's a very, it's a, it's a cool tactic. Second, oh, second, That's it, guys. This is the last time I'm doing this podcast. I can sense it. Not if you keep these stories coming. <laughs> that, that, are, that motorcade story really but, did it for me. But for real, guys, like, don't you find that making out... Are you, are you single right now, Jason? Terribly. Terribly. Yeah. Are you into one-night stands? Never was. Okay, that's good. That's as I said. Like I'm growing into being that guy. Like, but I, I wasn't never a one night stand before. But I always, I was proud of like, yeah, you know, like a girl found me hot and wanted to fuck me. Hmm. Uh, that was like part part of my pride. But now, 
how can I say this? Like my like self-worth. Yeah. That my yeah. self-worth isn't associated with that anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, why would I do it? It's just like you feel empty. And I don't want, I don't like putting myself in that state of mind because it affects my creative output. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to do that. But I still enjoy women. I think women are amazing. So if I get to make out with one, I think I'm. I think I'm a lot like you on that. On that, I'm definitely more into the intimacy and the. I, not don't necessarily want need it to go, <clears throat> to be like a you know. Um, an Italian romance film every yeah. time, but, I don't feel like there's any point, to it if you're not in any way intimately connecting with the person. You know, the, the sex I, is not as good. But and, I mean, there's no yeah. just no point. There's just no point at, at that point. You're just like just just grabbing some stranger and then i just uh, I, I, to me that it's first of all it's unhygienic <laughs> i have a problem with that it's unhygienic you don't know where the, that person's the been. best sex is not hygienic in my opinion honestly it is they're like ugh. it's hygienic i don't though. agree i don't like hygienic sex person i like it when it's a bit i didn't say sterile fucking sweatless <laughs> baby wipes before you have with sex. like yeah, yeah none of that no no <laughs> there's nothing wrong with sweaty sex and all that other stuff but i mean like and i'm, I'm just out of like, shape fucking it's sweaty making out just, <laughs> just just going to just just going home with somebody like offline who just needs to get laid like I'm, I'm like i'm not your man well not only it's not it's not only getting laid is that you could sense especially again maybe what i'm saying is sexist if it is please but when we were kissing, like you could feel that she, like she wanted, she wanted to get laid. Not get laid, but she wanted more. She oh, wanted, she wanted more. Of course. Then what the fuck? She's yeah. But as I told you, it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah, there I mean, mentally. You know what? Fair enough. I'm, I'm dating comedy right now. That's basically what I'm doing. I'm, I'm dating Christ. comedy. That's that's my comedy is my number one focus. Well, right it's, now. it's kind of the gentlemanly thing to do, right? Like if if she make out, give if, her a couple of orgasms, and go home. <laughs> and if she's looking for more intimacy, and yeah. then you're prepared to, yeah. you know, if you know that you're you're just not there, we're not kids, mentally exactly. <clears throat> then you're you would be kind of being disrespectful yeah. by leading her on yeah. right exactly. to, that it's going to be more than it is like one night stand for like when it's clear that it's a one night stand and both people are into it there's no problem with that yeah of course not but one person wants more and the other person knows they want more and they they know they're not prepared the, to give that and the, they continue with yeah. it is that's that's there's nothing different. wrong with that but maybe it's I'm, I'm more conservative maybe as i grow older but it's the emptiness of it like you still feel empty afterwards you still you still, it's not used, it's not, you still feel like cheap. Yeah, cheap, that's the right word. You still feel like, ugh. Hmm. And I don't know, You, if I want to make a woman feel cheap, I must really love her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to love you to mistreat you. Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a Steve Martin line. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Yeah, like it's true. Like you to really overpower and consume hmm. the, the, the woman you love, you got to really love her to let you yeah. consume you know when I when I'm telling you you're overthinking this shit, uh, of I, I meet it as I meet it in the in the most sympathetic way because I tend to overthink things as, all, all the time. I I keep telling myself that this is the reason that I'm not connecting and that not connecting and you know yeah. not sort of getting my mind head on straight when it comes to the dating game and all this yeah. stuff. Then I consistently come across just like anomalies where I'm like, okay, that guy doesn't give a shit and he seems to be doing all right. That girl doesn't seems to be fine but like there's no co- there's no answers yeah but you're a smart guy there's no mechanism you see that it's a facade everybody when i walk in on a bar right now you're like oh everybody's everybody's like in a movie where you're supposed to be happy nobody's really happy 
Hmm. If you're 40, <laughs> you don't want to be in a fucking singles bar trying to pick up Hell no. a hot single mom with your minivan. Nobody wants to fuck you in your minivan. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Let's make. Let me just take off the baby seat before we make out in the back seat. I have no Nobody problem wants. with that. Just ladies, if you're out there, <laughs> I'm perfectly okay. I'm also really good at putting in and removing baby <laughs> seats. I, I've done it enough times. He's, he's a good father, ladies. <laughs> uh, I've got those skills. I can pack How your trunk. It's in his How Tinder, Tinder profile. <laughs> I should do that. I'd be like, I can pack the fuck out of a trip. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can touch us the shit out of your trunk. I can put shit in your trunk that you never believe fit in there. <laughs> and um, I will. There's I keep a, tampons in my washroom I, just in case you need any. I got. There's I a know. sexual innuendo in there somewhere. <laughs> of course there is. Um, I know. I spot. I know when to stop for gas. <laughs> I, I have maps. I just all kinds. I'm I like, don't mind if you leave a toothbrush here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I feel so pathetic right now. Uh, should I say it? Or I was like, like should I do it? No. no, but that's one thing that yeah. I, I de- definitely, you know, apart from doing the very classical thing, which was like, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get back on top of things, yeah. which is everybody. On top of things. Hey, come on. Mm. Richard, you hey, that one come on. All night. But what are you looking for? What am I looking for? That's a good question. First of all, how old are you? I'm 38. 38. Okay. So you could, 38, you can't really date like a 22-year-old. That's what every other thirty-year-old is doing, and I have no interest in that. No, I don't think so. That's I'm 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 uh, uh, I'm at the age where I get to go on like a date on twenty-two-year-olds. And honestly, dude, I think I'm getting too old for this. Like, this is true. This is an actual conversation. I had a girl. She was twenty-two. I don't know if I should say that. But okay, there's a part that I will not say, but I'll I'll say this part. So we're <laughs> talking like in I my like car. The story already. Go on. We're talking in my car. You gonna finish that? And uh, oh, we have enough to make. We'll yeah. we'll 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 take a break All after right. the story, Go and on. we'll uh, we'll light up charcoal, and I we'll make some more. Go on. So some mango. So we're talking in my car, and uh, she she was complaining about her parents, and I forgot that kids complain about their parents. <laughs> she's like, I swear, she was like, I swear, she's like, oh, my parents are always trying to brainwash me. To which I responded, Yeah, that's called raising a child. <laughs> 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 that's their job. That's a great line, Kimberly. You're funnier than you were last time. No, I'm kidding. I've no, grown. <laughs> I learned. I've seen things, man. No, no, no. That's that's no. That's hilarious. That's exactly true. Yeah, hundred percent. It's funny. Like we're <laughs> so we're, we're in my car. We just made out. I'm caressing her boobs, like on her shirt. You know, it's just she, she, her head yeah, is on my shoulder, yeah, yeah. and I'm just caressing her. And I'm I'm giving her life advice. She's like, Amir, can you like stop doing one of the two things? You can't give me life advice and caress and my, boobs. my boobs. Just, just, <laughs> just one of the two. Like it shows the age difference and it's freaking me out. I'm like, that's how how self-aware of her to realize that it's true. Yeah. Wait, that's She's not super the question. Smart. Which one did you stop? <laughs> uh, I I, I, I continued doing both. I'm like, fuck it. I'll be the creepy old guy. You know what? So I remember when my dad told me that we're moving to Montreal. He's like, we're going to live in Montreal. It is an island. <laughs> you can't tell a seven-year-old he's gonna live on an island and expect him to imagine Boulevard des Cavies, right? You should podcast from your car. I, I yeah. thought about it because I have amazing conversations. You with should my literally. Like, there's no. Amazing, there's no law against deep, it. Deep, deep conversations with uh, people open up in a car. I think the hypnotizing thing, like you're in a car Dude, and you're you, staying you may, the thingness. You of, may have just stumbled onto the next big thing. Yeah, I think that could work. You get it. The person gets in. If it gets good, you go listen. 
Can I turn on this? I've been recording for the past. No, no. You tell them, look, it's completely anonymous. I run a podcast and I talk to people because the conversations are really great. Any part of this that you want to cut out, just tell me. And I just, I just, if you're down, let's talk about this. There's also the, the, what is it? Comedians riding in cars. Comedians in cars getting coffee. Yeah. 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 But I, I, I like, I have a serious side. I have like a deep serious side. Yeah. And I, I like to use it when I'm in car. I, I love to get to know people and just ask the right questions to get to the, you know, like a pinball, like ping, 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 ping. And then you get to the core of what you want to know. And I love asking all these questions to get to the core, which right. is why uh, I want to ask you, Jason. So you started uh, working out. How's that going out for you? I'm going to be your therapist right now. You've been... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've started working. Yeah, I've been going pretty hard for about a month. Now. How do you feel uh, about that? Great, actually. Yeah? Because... Uh, it kind of fits my schedule. I kind of get to do, I get to do, like I get to take my kids to the daycare, to the summer camp. I get to stop by my uh, my uh, hairdresser's barber and chill with him for a while, have espresso. Shout out to The Economist, who's like, we sit outside like a couple of gangsters. Just say a couple of old people. <laughs> gangsters. We, he's Greek, so it, it look, he looks gangster. Is this the guy from uh, Les Mecs Cheveux? Yeah, yeah, Les Mecs Cheveux, man. What's if his you, name? Steve. Steve. Steve from Lake Shiver. What's up, Steve? What's up, dude? Good friend of mine, and uh, he makes a mean motherfucking espresso. Nice. And uh, I bring, I stop by Little Italy. I pick pick up some of those breakfast. When pizza. you work out, we haven't yet caught into the I'm chair. getting there. Let me let me lay the, let me set the scene. Wait, wait. Then I have a nice salami sandwich. <laughs> then a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> then I fall asleep a little bit. Then for a, a couple shot hours. exactly. <laughs> and then I go to the gym. <laughs> no. I, I think I found the error in the. <laughs> In the regime, you, you need to develop habits. This is what I've been working on for the no, past. Hang on, year. hang on. Yeah. This is a, this is a routine. It goes like this: get up at seven, sometimes a little earlier. Uh, get the kids ready, put my gym clothes on, pack my my towel, my bottle, whatever, my keys, my shit. Yoga pants. Show the booty. No yoga pants. Uh, yoga shorts. Sorry. Yoga shorts. No yoga gear. I just I have a problem. Like, what's wrong with sweatpants? That's what they were made for. I um, had the same shorts since I was like nineteen. There you go. Walk my kids to their respective, you know, holding cells, uh, holding areas. Uh, say goodbye to them. On the way back, stop in Italy, get a little breakfast pizza because they make these delicious little mini pizzas. Before going to the gym. Yes. Okay. It's a little uh, fresh, fresh pizza dough with an egg and a, a, a piece of ham over it. And it's it's perfect. It's just like it's this big. It's like the size. It just fits in your hand, and it's like you've got breakfast. It's all there. Stop by Steve's, have an espresso. What time is it by then? After after the espresso. This is like now it's nine fifteen. All right, it's nine fifteen. We're sitting outside of the of the of the of the barber shop having espressos, and smiling and winking at all the daycare workers that come by with the babies because there's a bunch of cuties. And they say hi. We say hi back. My son also passes by because the daycare is next door. I, I wave to him. And then he gets his customers trying to come in. So I say goodbye for the day. And two blocks away is the gym. I go in there and I go hard for an hour. Then I go home. Do you have a trainer? No. Get a trainer. No, no point. No, no, no. They, they have a use. They have a use. What's the, what's the use? Your um, goal is to be as efficient as possible. You know what I mean? Uh, not for me. I've done that. I've done the program. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. If you're in on a specific goal, you want to lose this much weight, you want to build upper mass, the bottom mass, you want to get an effect, whatever. You want to develop healthy rituals. That's uh, For sure. But at this point, I've done enough martial arts in my life and enough enough 
training of some sort that I figured out the stretching. I figured out when I need to hit mm-hmm. the cardio. I need when I need to do weights, uh, which days to do what, and if it's not a hundred percent effective, yeah. And if someone could fix the routine to make it more efficient, yeah. like I don't really care about that. Mm. This is my time. I'm using it, and I'm. I'm a, and then I. The beauty of it is, after I'm done, yeah. Uh, I grind my shit. I go stop at the grocery store, pick up a couple of things, salad stuff. Go home. I make myself a little like healthy banquet, greens, you name it. Then I relax a little bit. I do get some work done. Then I cook, cook food for when my kids are going to get home, and I take off to work. All right, that's it's uh, a beautiful thing. What time do you start work? It seems like you have a very afternoon. Oh, that's nice. It's a good oh. schedule. I mean, it's not an ideal schedule, but I've made the most of it basically. No, oh, that's that's an amazing schedule. If you get to start work, like if you, if you have your whole morning, I'm discovering. You know, since I work at night, and lately, I, I was sick last week, so my whole schedule got fucked, and now I wake up at like 7 in the morning, mm-hmm. and I discovered the joys of mornings. It's great. It's amazing. I, 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 People I realized are friendly. I, I wasn't built for this, like, going in at like 6 in the morning to work. I can't. I used to do that. I can't. I can't do it. It's, it's like my brain doesn't actually turn on until like 11. I can do work, but my brain just does not turn on till at least ten, eleven o'clock. I think nobody who works at an office's brain possibly wakes up more before. more people are like me than I realize. Yeah. yeah, but I just see the people and how stressed out and how tired and how blown they are in the morning, and I realize like that's a reality, and I might have to go back to that schedule one day. But I cannot tell you what a relief it is to have mornings. They're amazing, but I don't understand like when. So what I do, my my ritual is that like I wake up write in my journal, write some comedy, and usually I go for a walk. I go like for an hour walk. And I go for an hour walk like on a Tuesday, 11. And you see people on the streets. I, I, I like to walk on Saint Hubert, yeah. I told you. It's yeah. just, for me, that's like, that's a Montreal. It's a plaza. M- it, 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 there's nothing more Montreal than Rue Saint Hubert from Jarry to like Saint-Zotique. This is my, my, I walk for an hour on there. Okay. I stop there, I grab an ice cream. <laughs> couple of Jamaican patties, you know, living the life. And you see people like, who are these people? They just walk around. What do you do? <laughs> it's a Tuesday at 11. Clearly, you're not an artist. Where the <laughs> fuck are you going? Where are you going? Where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? Yeah. Who are you? I, I want to interview them. I, I am fascinated by normal people. This is still your podcast, man. This is more, yeah. more stuff you could do. Yeah. The Adventures of a Mayor. I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, like there's a lady that, sp- that sells spinners. Yeah. Like fidgets. What do you call them? Fidget, Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners. Yeah. That's all she does. I see her every day. She has no teeth. None. Zero teeth. She just sits at the corner and she has her. F- and they're 250 by the way. I don't know how much you paid for yours. Richard, uh, nine ninety nine. God damn! You could have you see, could have gotten one from two fifty from a. Uh, I, I love, uh, I, I love w- that I she's. I went with a premium one. Oh. I love it spins for longer. Only the best for Richard. Only the best for That's Richard. Right. It's got sparkles <coughs> in it. Um, <laughs> I love that that lady's crazy, but she's like up to date on the Freddy's fans, <laughs> <laughs> right? I love that. I know what those kids are liking these I days. I love those <laughs> contrasts. She's not trying to sell tamagotchis or <laughs> she's on reddit i'm like fidget fidget, fidget, spinners. fidget spinner yeah she probably lives she's probably a millionaire secretly this is some <laughs> she just snapped so and the fact that she doesn't have teeth is like a personal choice it's she's like a, you know what i want to give good blowjobs to my husband maybe <laughs> forget the teeth maybe richard what's your what you got a routine what's your thing i don't really have a routine mm-hmm. no i wouldn't i wouldn't put myself in that category i'm a late 
late night guy. Yeah, I know that about you. <laughs> yeah, I do my best work in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do you think that is? Uh, I get very like creative. Are you at like night is too. your creative is your job creative? I remember you're in marketing. I don't know if it was creative or more analytical. My nine to five. I mean, it has a creative yeah. element to it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, basically, just trying to figure out a bunch of different strategies that are going to work the best. Um, do you smoke weed when uh, at night when you're working? Not usually, but for certain tasks, yeah. I find it's it it helps. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really depends. Depends on what I'm trying to do at that point. So, like I'm a person who has a lot of different projects going on at any given point. So, but I tend to put my best work in between like 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. Yeah. and then it starts to sort of slowly decline from that point. But and yeah. just weird ideas like, what about a giraffe that can <laughs> skate? You're like what? <laughs> a llama. A llama. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be like that too. But of course, kid with kids, it's not tenable. Yeah, you can't do it with kids. But you find that kids feed your your, like your creativity? I'm assuming. I mean, I look at all my favorite comedians. Like they Louis do. And they, I mean, yeah, they provide material. Um, I don't know if they feed their creativity. Because now it becomes even more... <clears throat> you're even more guilt-ridden when you take time to write your material and work on your stuff. You're even more guilt-ridden because yeah. you're like, this is, this is father time that I'm not spending with them. But at some point, you just got to do it. Well, you have, a, you have this podcast. That's your creative outlet. I mean, you can't go to shitty open mics like I do perform in front of five chairs i mean you gotta you gotta take care of your babies yeah but i mean it, it's not as big of a deal as people think it is oh yeah yeah uh, people, it scares the shit out of me people <laughs> overestimate which is why i don't trust 30 year old women <laughs> with their I mean, i'm lucky you know even though i'm no longer with the mom like she's we have a we have an understanding you know and, and it seems like you have the parenting thing down to a, kind of a science to a certain degree i would say so i mean doesn't we don't have answers for everything but we just, we just, we're lucky. We naturally understand what the patterns are and we take them out and we take them to the beach. And it's not that big of a deal. A lot of ado is made. However, certain considerations need to be made. But <clears throat> people tend to write off people with kids that are not typical in the sense that a lot of people, especially Arabs or any person from like a more traditional culture, once they have kids, there's almost like an, uh, you're forced to now fall in with the other ones that had kids. You're mm -hmm. like you join the clan. You move out to that area and you're, you're a just, little unusual though. Of course. From, well, in general, but like in, as, as, far, <laughs> as far as your uh, uh, parenting style goes, I would say. Like you are, you don't, you haven't disappeared because you had kids. Right. Like, oh, yeah, you, like, you're, like you're still around. You know, like yeah. we're, we're going out on a Friday night and stuff and you've worked it out so that, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I never disappeared. Maybe it helps like that you're, you're like divorced. Well, no, but I, that's recent. That's relatively that's recent. very recent. Like how many? But we they, went 15 they, years hard. But they've always like arranged it in such a way that like you were, you're still around for. So for we just need like to get that. you late, basically. <laughs> so you got the parenting well, the career is going well, you're working out. Um. To hang out at Taverna a bit of, more often. A lot of people do disappear when they have kids. And they this just, is what they, I was going to say. They just become there's people that disappear. <clears throat> there's people that disappear just with girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. They get a girlfriend, boyfriend. They're gone. You can't. You never fucking see them. Or move and to the suburbs. Or a lot of people when they have kids, obviously they do the white pickets fence thing, yeah. Laval or South Shore. One of the two. They move either north or south, or all the way east, all the way west, whatever. 
Um, and then you kind of join this community of everybody's in the same lot. And I don't know that I ever made like a concentrated effort not to join that clan, but I think subconsciously I was like, nah, that's not me. I, I, w- I, c- I can be around my friends. I can go out. I just need a little bit more heads up. But I also spend a shit ton of time with my kids. I love my kids. We didn't need to have a funeral for our friendship. Exactly. When we had kids. Yeah, we you have know, a podcast. Like some fuck's sake. <laughs> you guys see each other often? Like what? Once a, once every two weeks? Because my friend, my best friend, Guillaume, yeah. he has a baby. And I see him like once every three weeks. But we have like deep conversations. Well, a baby is also a different deal. Yeah. Well, he's maybe one. I should know. I'm his godfather. But he's <laughs> like the first two years are, are a little bit more hands-on. Yeah, like you need sure. to be a little yeah. bit more in the shit. Um, but his mom is amazing, sir. So she's that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Makes a huge difference. Be careful who you have kids with. Kids. Yeah. Was it <laughs> um, when you see um, uh, when you see if a guy gets a, a, a luxury car and he has a kid, yeah, or a sports car, he's a shitty dad. <laughs> he's basically <laughs> like he just doesn't give a real fuck. Like that, he's he's number one still in his mind, you know. And that's the thing. I'm realizing more and more preparing things. preparing for the upcoming divorce. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, we have a I, weekly podcast and we see each other, you know. Very, very off, oftentimes frequently. Another yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah, but these friendships are important. Like when I, when I go over, I, I'm, I'm starting something in my brain right now is that every time I feel that I miss somebody, uh-huh. instead of just thinking about him, I just message him or I call him. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no. If you popped in my head, like why does this person pop in my head? Yeah. It's because maybe this is what missing is. You're like, oh, yeah. He pops in my head. Yeah. So I'll, I'll message him like, hey, let's go you know, grab a burger. Let's go grab a beer or ice cream or whatever. Like this is, this is I guess, I'm assuming this is what my brain is trying to tell me. When right. somebody pops in your head, like, mm. oh, I guess I miss this fucker. Let's, let's go have a beer. Honestly, because I never became part of the married clan, the, yeah. ch- the father, the parent, you know, like going to barbe- each other's barbecues forever. Because every week, if you know enough parents, there's a fucking birthday, kid's birthday yeah. every weekend. Or let's all go to this place or that place. Um, I have single friends. Uh, I have married friends. The the only thing, the real challenge actually after 15 years is just to shed what I call the taken man's mojo. Because mm, for 15 years, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I need to take a sip. There's more in the fridge, uh, the delicious mango. I'm good. <clears throat> for 15 years and beyond, 15 years, I dedicated myself to one person. And it was not a huge sacrifice. Uh, I just, I'm, that's, I'm a, I'm a one woman man. Like it's not, I'm not even saying that to impress anybody. You heard that ladies? No, but it's always been my case. It's always been my case. I just, it's, it's not even just, just for noble purposes. This is too many fucking headaches. Fair enough. Fair enough. I never, I never understood this like seven different fucking people in your life. Like, uh, it costs so much money. Who's got the time? Who's got the time? Who's got the, and it's not hygienic. (laughs) But anyway, always back to the hygiene with you. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a thing with me and hygiene. But anyway, the me, point it's is, it's money, him, it's hygiene. What about you, Richard? What about you? I don't know. The silent observer. He, he's gonna go like, I don't really have a thing, which is a great cover. And then we find <laughs> out like he has to get choked. <laughs> who knows? Well, who doesn't? So so yeah. <laughs> the taken man mojo yeah. is basically like at some point you lock in. You know, it doesn't mean you can all find other women beautiful. It doesn't mean you don't feel certain attractions over the years to somebody who you're compatible with, whatever, but you are always committed to your partner. Yeah. So your team, yeah. Um, you get into that mindset, then you also become known as the guy that was with someone for 15 years. So during that 15 years, my friends went through a, a bunch of relationships. 
Um, some of them are going out together now, like the exes have paired up. A bunch of, Whoa. you know, the, people have lived three, that's, four, three, four lives. That's weird. While I was always in this one stable relationship. And you become the guy that's this, in the stable relationship. So when my shit came to, you know, its conclusion, and it wasn't even messy. That's the thing. It wasn't even like a huge, I'm, I'm extremely lucky from that sense that we, we came to an understanding. And, uh, even though people intellectually under, know that I'm now single, they still kind of look at me like, oh, he's the dad, husband, dude. You're the dad. Yeah. They, they, You're not the puppy. It's almost like <laughs> it's hard for people like to imagine you as a sexual being or yeah. as, a, as a person who now may be interested in that kind of life again. And you forget how to flirt. Even me, like who's been single, you forget how to oh, flirt. As I said, that's why I, don't, like, I give her life advice because you forget how to flirt and a part of it doesn't give signals you don't even know you're like is she smiling at me or she just smiles at everybody i can't tell i don't know i've been at it's like i I keep telling people it's like i've been in prison yeah it's true and then you're out you're like oh you see a hands-free headset you're losing your mind when you went in but what's your plan plan? the first motorola phone came out when you went in when you came out people are like talking into their watches you're like what the fuck's going Uh on but you have a plan of attack are you you going on dates are you uh Uh, here and there yeah yeah, just you get a. You I don't really know because uh, the the online stuff doesn't really. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I I used to be on Tinder, mm-hmm. but it's kind of it's depressing. It's it's not. It is depressing for our age. Yeah, it's 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 a young man's game. Also, it's just an ego booster. Like maybe it was a dating service back then. Now it's just a. Mm. I just I just. Or maybe I'm just not getting laid through Tinder. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to insult Tinder. Maybe it's working magically, just not working maybe, for yeah, me. Yeah, some people are getting. For some people, it works magic. They're getting married and shit. But you know what I rediscovered that I love more, and you will have to discover that because you're an amazing conversationalist. Thank just you. talking to girls. Just go to a bar. Like, hey, say what don't know. You know, just and it's amazing because a girls don't know how to react to that mm-hmm. because nobody talks to them. They don't know. Nobody approaches anymore. Everybody's on on their phone. Yeah, but I'm not a type. That's my problem. You're a man. I'm a man, but I'm not a type. You understand what I mean? I, I'm not saying go talk to them as a sleazy guy. But I'm not a type. What do you mean, but you're not a type? I'm not a type. I'm, I'm a unique looking person. Uh, I'm unique. I don't sound the way that I look, right? And there's a bunch of things about me that are off. That are off in terms of like they don't fit into a type. And I'm fine with These that. These are your personal issues. That no, they're not. I'm 100% comfortable with who I am. Yeah, but I'm saying so it's, a, what? It's, it's... You don't it's, need to be a type. I, I disagree with you on that. Not eventually. But in the you op- don't have to for be a the type. opener, yeah. Just say right? Hi. Then you either are the exotic guy or you're a, you're, 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 like, they don't dude, know what to make of you. Dude, the girl you're going to be talking to are going to be like 32. Mm-hmm. They, they, how can I say this? They're not necessarily looking for a type. In the sense that women are... They mature faster than men. Maybe so it's the petite patrie effect because every fucking guy looks the same in my neighborhood. Every single guy yeah. looks exactly the same. Yeah, and that's boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't see. I would see it just, just as a. How can I say this? Maybe you are a type and you don't know. Maybe you're not a. Type. Who gives a shit about that? I don't the, want you to think I'm down is, on myself. The, the idea is not you and her. The idea is together. Can you like? Can you? Can sure. You, is it two pieces of puzzle? But unless. You go try with different pieces of puzzles. I think that's you know, maybe my reluctance. You know, it's like go eat ass at Taverna, man. <laughs> I don't go I, eat I, ass at Taverna. I, I don't buy this whole type thing either. Yeah, yeah you, you talked about it. You talked about it a few times. But that's because you love me and you I, want me to do well. And I, don't, uh, I don't think it's a thing. I just think it's a thing that you've. It's a story you've told yourself. 
possibly. I do tell stories. And honestly, and nothing well. is more ego-boosting or nothing is more like to feel as a, a traditional man to be able to approach a girl and have her attention for 15 minutes purely based on what you're saying. For I me, that's the that. highlight of my... Really? Like, yeah, oh yeah. I don't get a high up for that because I, I, I don't have any trouble doing that with anybody. Exactly. So but go the thing do it. is in the pursuit of potential intimacy or, yeah. or contact beyond just like a friendly conversation, uh, I, I don't think I know how to do that. Well, that's you learn. You practice. I you, went in when I was 21, man. You, I went into you, the joint. You drop right. hints that you think she's pretty <laughs> and you see how she reacts. It's, it's a ping pong game, right? So you, you, you start friendly because you're, you know, uh-huh. you're not a weirdo. You start friendly and you drop it like, oh, that's a beautiful dress. Or you're beautiful. Yeah, th- whatever, I think, whatever. I think there's a second so. component to this. Yeah, but it's the all flirt, practice. The flirt, flirtation. I, I agree with you. And I, I'm, I'm taking your advice here. In, in my opinion, and I'm, you should not take any advice from me, it's all about uh, being yourself, like your truest self. If you think somebody's pretty, you should say somebody's pretty. Here's the last time I talked to a girl in a bar. And I, I was quite proud of that. We were in a bar. She was there. I, just, I think I was about to go on stage or I just got off stage. I don't remember. And she was there and she was stunning. And I was just ogling her from far. Just, you know, like I, I made eye contact with him when I said eating ass. I was making eye contact with her. She, she, she was just mesmerizingly beautiful. Like, she looked like, like a piece of art. Like Richard, uh-huh. exactly. Thank and I was just staring with her. And I, and I heard her say, look, I'm going out to get a smoke. I just heard her say that. So I look at my friend, I'm like, Jude, just give me a cigarette. He's like, I don't want to. Just give me a fucking cigarette. So anyways, I find a cigarette. I go outside. And then she, she's sitting outside smoking. I'm like, oh, can I get a light? She's like, yeah, sure. So she gave me like, and I just tell her, by the way, I don't smoke. This is just a reason for me to talk to you. And I lit up a cigarette and she started laughing and we ended up having a 10 minute conversation. So it was just that, that initial, and it was purely honest. She ended up having a boyfriend, but that initial, it was pure honesty. It was just on, it was, I was not overthinking it as you were saying. I just went there and the more you practice that, the more you, you're like, oh, okay, this is how. It's just social I don't, dynamics. I don't, I don't have any fear. I don't, I don't mean to, to, to sort of devalue your story, but I don't have any, I don't have any fear of talking to women or to chatting them out. I could do it fucking all day, every day. That's not a problem. I could do it all day, bro. All no, day. for real. All day, all day, every day. Like, I don't, I don't. Bro, have I'll have my espresso in the corner. I have pump no, the metal and then, bro, I have girls, bro. Pump, <laughs> the, pump, pump some iron. Pump some iron, bro. But I don't, I don't uh, have any hangups in that sense. I think, the other thing that's happened to me as well is that at this point, I think okay, so yeah, go ahead. At this point, I'm not interested in some fucking meaningless jibber jabber. I'm not talking about meaningless, but all whether it's like what, some like <laughs> outside smoke. Like I don't give a fuck anymore. No, but it starts that way. I want to meet okay. someone who's 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 lived a little, you know, lived a little bit. Okay, yeah, and but it's beyond that. that, and just wants to fucking like, what's up? How the fuck are you? No, you it's can't. It's the interview process, man. You, know, you got you, you gotta you okay, gotta yeah. do the fishing. You don't know? Like view you it fish. as an interview, okay? Don't listen to the guy who's <laughs> been in a relationship for twenty five years. <laughs> listen to the guy who's in the, in the trenches right now, <laughs> okay? But yeah. you're fishing, right? Like you throw back the ones that that doesn't work. There's like nothing you, wrong about getting to know the person. You know, it's just that you can't. I don't like meaningless banter. Sometimes meaningless what? banter is amazingly <laughs> fun. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I'm, I don't produce it, but and that's the fun. I mean, I don't like it. It's precisely because that's that's what I produce the most. Fuck you, Richard. You can have him, Richard. Eating ass with Amber and Rich. You don't even have to go there. <laughs> eating ass. <laughs> that would be the. I would Amber listen to that podcast. And Richard and Amber. And yeah, we need a, like a, exactly Richard. an intro song. Eating ass with Amber and Richard and Amber. 
and Richard, <laughs> and sometimes Jason. No, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you cannot. Fuck you, Richard. You cannot. <laughs> this is the fun. You understand the banter. Like when I see him with his girlfriend, when I see Richard with his girlfriend, I, I was I was watching you guys talk. I observe, you know, that's that's what I do for a living, and it's beautiful. That's yeah, there's but like that's, a, that's a bad example because Sylvie's a fucking genius. Yeah, and there's geniuses out there. And the sweetest person ever, and you don't you don't run into that. That's not a thing that you run into very often. Of course, that's bleh, of course you run into. You just gotta go. I I I think there's a hiccup. Maybe you don't want to share with it, but there's a there's a thing. I see what you mean. You just want the intimacy right now. No, 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 not right away. You, you I don't build, honestly. I don't even know the playfulness. You get the playful. Don't ever underestimate the playfulness, playfulness. of a of a first encounter with a girl. Mm-hmm. And for me, I enjoy that playfulness more than anything. You just don't shit on the playfulness. Don't jump sure. into like okay. The you know playfulness. Go for the playfulness. I'll throw out everything else you've said, but I'll keep that. No, I'm kidding. Keep the, the playfulness. <laughs> it's, that's it's not fun. a that's not a bad uh, that's not bad advice. And I'm, I'm sure you have it. I'm sure you have it. Anybody who's a good conversationist is usually they know how to titillate. But it's not nah, the, that, titillate. That's, that's, that's what nice I'm trying to titillate. That's, that's what I'm trying to word. say is that it's it's not the the ability that I lack; it's the motivation. I think mm. you're trying to that's skip a step. Maybe you know, I th- and uh, that that. If I understand correctly, I think that's what you were trying to say, right? Like R- repeat that. That he's like that. Jason is trying to skip this step. The the, for, the like foreplay. S- like skip the yeah. the playfulness and go directly to the intimacy part. Well, let's talk. Like you need to, you need to get you need to do that first, and then that comes later. The child in you must become friend with the child in her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once the oh, child beautifully said. Yeah. Once the child in you, like, oh, okay, that he has a. There's a ch- he's not just like, I want to have a mortgage and I want to see if you're a good mom to my babies. No, like, let's, can we be childish together? See, that's the other thing. I, I, again, I overthink things. Yeah. But that what you said there is beautiful and I'm going to record that because that's beautiful. It is technically recorded right now. Technically. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm mean, i actually going to remember it. Um, and I don't remember much. And I don't know much. But I know like she, a girl would enjoy, especially, I, I don't know about girls in their 20s, because as I said, the last time I went to the girl with her 20s, I held the door open for her and she accused me of benevolent sexism. So benevolent I'm like, you know, sexism. Benevolent sexism, guys. I'm a benevolent sexist because I held the door open for her. Make sense. I, I have to say, I started the date by calling her dog stupid. She, she, <laughs> she's like, okay, let's go out, but I just want to walk my dog. I'm like, oh, you, your dog looks dumb. And she just took it as if I, like, denied the Holocaust. <laughs> she was, uh, I don't know, girls are really attached. Well, humans are attached I think, to I their I think dogs. maybe you, you, you were it right. It like a fucking rat. <laughs> I think she was dumb. <laughs> That's my assessment. She had a PhD in, like, neurolinguistics uh-huh. or something. That doesn't mean anything. She when, when she dropped the benevolent sexism, I'm like, this is not going to work out. <laughs> emotionally emotionally dumb nice to meet you. is much worse than dumb. Here's the funny part. The date ended up lasting four hours. We had a four-hour date. It was hilarious. How like does that even happen? Because I'm a good conversationalist. Wait, like, did it end in benevolent sexism? Or uh, did it start with benevolent <clears throat> sexism? It started with me calling her dog look dumb. And then the first part of the date... As one was, does. Yeah. Dude, my parents... I consider... Like, it's a dumb-looking dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay? My parents have a cat, <laughs> and I call the cat subtly, which in Arabic means dumbass. Because he looks like a dumbass. Like he just looks dumb. He looks I dumb. I get it. It's an animal. And and her. Dog but here, there's the right. whole Disney kids, right? The whole Disney anthropomorphization. And she thinks it's her baby or something. So yeah. anyway, that day, and then she was on the defensive. And every time I did something, 
Like I, I'm a bit old school in my dating. Like I'll order, I'll, I'll order for both of us. Like Ooh. we'll have two beers. I, I pulled that. Like you know, yeah, part of me of also. That, that's I had I have a problem with that. Yeah, I, I agree. But here's a part of me. I have two voices in my head, so my voice is like, don't do that. And other words, like, eh, just do it. There's gonna be a funny thing happening after that. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like clearly, clearly, this is she's I think not the if one. If you bring someone to a restaurant yeah. that you suggest. And you can go like, do you mind if I order? Because I know what's good here. And then you're like, and if it's a cool chick, she'll be like, yeah, she'll surprise me, shit, you know. And it can be a fun little experiment. But like, sort of like, she'll have the soup. That's <laughs> gonna, that's some that's no, a little no, fucked I said up. Like, we'll both have the cider. <laughs> we'll both have the cider. Yeah. And you didn't have any information as to what she drank. We were already. It was mid-date or something. I, I don't remember. The, but I remember. In, and even she said it. She said, if somebody would be watching us right now, they would be laughing hard. I'm like, this is this is what we're this is dating. <laughs> You understand? This You'd is how I know you're because you ordered the drinks. No, no the the whole interaction because oh. she was. You just guys were not clicking. We're not clicking at all, and but it still lasted four hours, which is amazing for I a shit date. That's for that's, a that's shit forever. Date from nine to one. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Did you have condoms though? Uh, did I have condoms? I don't <laughs> remember. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't even remember if I had the condoms with the French girl because I was wearing. That's what it is. Maybe at this point. I don't want a one night stand. I'm not ready for either one Maybe night I do. Stand. If you're hot and if you're listening, maybe I do. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have not yet decided. Just let's start making out and we'll see where it goes. Sorry, you were saying. Yeah, I don't think. I, maybe that's what it is. Remember, I'm trying to avoid like all of those awkward like dates that don't work out. And you're like, okay, well, it's been nice to meet you. When, you know? Yeah. And I'd be like, I just spent four hours that I could have been doing something else. On this pointless fucking, I don't know. Maybe it's all excuses. I don't know. Who knows? For me, women are fascinating, and I talk to them whether it's as when I'm driving for Uber and hang out in bars, pretty much like four times a day, four mm-hmm. times a four times a week. So it's just the way they think. I don't know. I, I always found women fascinating. It's not gonna like I, whether they they think I'm a benevolent sexist <laughs> or. <laughs> uh, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, I know. Uh, that I, makes I, no I, sense. Like the one date that I had on Tinder. Yeah. We didn't have really anything in common, like, but I enjoyed her company for that evening, you know. Like yeah, she is a human. Yeah, she was, she was, she was cool in her She's own way. She's not just a piece like, of meat, you asshole. I would, I would never want to be involved with her in any way, shape, or form, but we ended up staying friends afterwards for a bit. What does that mean? Really? Yeah, yeah. What does that mean, sure. staying friends? Yeah. What does that mean? You hang out? You no, live we, with your girlfriend. <laughs> you message each well, other. Well, this was sometimes? years ago. This oh, was yeah, like so. this was a few years ago. Stop trying to start shit, Amber. Yeah, but no, she was. Uh, you lebs always, <laughs> always fucking. Uh, sorry. No, God. she was. An, she was a nice girl, and was she a Jew. <laughs> no, she was uh, Chinese. Can you and can you uh, time code that? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. No. So you're saying just enjoy the experience. No, you don't have the time. <laughs> I was joking. So was I. Okay, anyways. I um, my ex was Jewish. And I love them. There's nothing. It, uh, not that you, there's anything wrong. You, you know this is all making it just worse, right? Of course. Can we get off this and just say one thing? Um, that, yeah, I think your message is just learn to have fun with it again. When is the last time you had fun? I think you're just, you're just overthinking it. Yeah. You Stop know, being like, like when I When I met this girl, we went to... Um, Onoir, oh yeah, on our first date, because she wanted to go there. I know it's that place where it's like super dark. Beautiful eyes, that's what I I said. It's it's dark, and you have somebody who's visually impaired that's uh, that's serving your your plate and stuff. She was like kicking me during the during the meal, and she thought it was hilarious. That's cute. 
She was a self-described angry feminist. And we ended up talking. We went dodge a bullet right here. We had a, we had a beer. I uh, feel like that's just code for like I'm not gonna go home with you on the first date. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. she wanted to. I I wasn't into it. But do you have like, condoms? I, I didn't. But you know, I walked her home afterwards and stuff, and then we we continued. That's the name of this episode. Do you have condoms? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. No, no. Let's try to find a better. Every time, guys, it's penis time, and now do you have condoms? Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah, you brought us going. there. Sorry. Go on. Eating ass, having but, condoms. <laughs> yeah, but she had yeah. some anger issues. I ended up. We ended up talking. Is, this is a story like, that's supposed to make me want to go out and date again, right? But she was she was cool. She was she was in a what cool, way? She was a cool person. Dude, just like wh- I, I helped to try to find her a job at one point. It's just you're just making connections with people, and at some Jason, point something clicks, maybe. Yeah. And it, and if not, it doesn't click. But sometimes you're just, yeah. you're just kind of making friends that uh-huh. could end up being becoming something else. When and is the last time you had fun with a girl? Just fun, just a fun, funny, fun, fun date. That's that's dating. It's so fun. I can I had, remember I had, the I best fun. date I have. I had fun, but they were complications. But but we got pregnant. Clearly, no, 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 nothing like that. No, uh, just fun. Just go to a museum and be yeah, no, no, be childish. I had, some, I had some fun for 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 like a couple months. I met some really not, really cool. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it was short lived. But yeah, I had fun. I, I get it. I get it. It's fun. I'm not talking fun sexual. I'm talking, as I said, yeah, yeah, the go, child go, in you. Yeah, 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 and the child in her. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example of possibly like the last great date that I had. Uh, I met her off Tinder. I used to have beautiful hair back then, and I had so much money, guys. Hmm. I had so much money. You're an engineer. Oh my God, just swimming in money. Uh-huh. Seriously, how do people date poor? I have no fucking idea. You have idea now. No, I have no idea now. You just have no idea? eat their ass and I go home. That's <laughs> that's what I do when I'm poor. I go to the Vernon. No, anyways, you put a pamphlet in the back <laughs> of you of your of your car. You're like, hey, <laughs> and the baby wipes. <laughs> <laughs> No. So beautiful so, girl, beautiful girl. If uh, this is another story where you fucked up something amazing, I'm going to punch you. Yes, I did. <laughs> She's so I meet on Tinder. the The back and forth was just beautiful. It was just playful. It was sexy without being too naughty. She's smart. I, I love smart girls. I, I fucking love smart. I girls. I cannot date dumb dumb women. I can't. I, I realize that smart women lift sex completely differently. And there I, is no. That there's oh nothing worse than a dumb person and, uh, from and that ar- point of view. An articulate, smart, because there's articulate, dumb people and there's articulate, smart people. And she was just mm, the total oh, package, the okay. brain on her. And uh, so the first day I was, we were supposed to go somewhere and we're driving. I, I, I pick her up. When I picked her up, I, uh, I got her. Okay. So <laughs> on that evening where I was supposed to go on a day with her, the mother of my friend died. So I wanted to go to the wake and then I wanted to go on a date. So I went to, I was going to the, I'm, like, I'm going to buy like white flowers for the mother of my friend, you know, as a polite thing to do. But I was, I, I don't like buying sad flowers. I like buying, happy, you know, when you buy flowers, yeah, yeah. I like happy There's flowers. enough fucking sadness in that exactly. room already. Get, get some nice. So I, I bought the bouquet of white flowers for the, the deceased woman. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to buy a single beautiful rose for my date. So I buy the, uh, I go to Marché Jean-Talon, Chez Daniel, amazing store. I love buying flowers for women. I love flowers. And buy like so, and, and I buy the flowers. I'm like, man, this is so cheesy. A first date, I'm bringing a, f- a rose. So I bought a block of cheese. <laughs> a block of cheese. Yeah. That's amazing. So I bought flowers. So I go, I pick her up. I'm like, listen, here's the flower. I know it's cheesy. So 
He's a black of cheese. <laughs> You're sweeping me off my feet right now with this story. I, I'm a very... See, when I have money, I can be extremely romantic. Uh-huh. So, so far, this is not a big expenditure, but go on. Oh, it's... it's well, wait, wait, wait till you see what happens. So we're driving and we pass by... You know, there's a... We're on Dupac and there's a Portuguese or Greek restaurant. Milos? Yeah. Yes. We pass by Milos. I'm like, oh. She says, oh, that's a great restaurant. And I think I've been there once. I'm like, you want to go? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so we're like, fuck it. Let's go. We go to Milos. No reservations. She sweet talks her way into a table. We sit. Amazing date. We're laughing. We're drinking. We're eating delicious food. The bill arrives. I think it was like $450. Oh, yeah. It was fun. We had a ma- and we're just laughing. Like so you paid, a, you paid, a, you, you paid like part of a rent. Yeah, just so you know, Lucien Bouchard was sitting with his family to my left, and the owners of La Zique and they, you know, the I yeah, 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 yeah. were sitting to my right. Everybody was bawling in that restaurant, yeah. and we were just laughing and mocking everybody. It was an amazing day. Drop her back home. We wake out and make out in my car. I wasn't like in my transition between, you know. I th- was I thinking about stand-up then? I think the idea was starting to brew in my head that maybe I was not a full-time engineer. We make out in my car. Great date. Next time I see her, like, okay, let's go to, uh, I think, Musée des Beaux-Arts or something. So we go to Musée des Beaux-Arts, and we're just laughing. We're just two kids. And that's what I'm talking about. We're just two childish adults, mm-hmm. you know, just running on our knees in the museum. <laughs> Just being childish, and she's she's a stunning woman. I should say her name, maybe. I think she would like that. She's she's one of those who's in the cool. Where circles. is she? Why aren't you still dating her? The week where she blew me, I got a blowjob from another girl during the same week, and it just felt dirty that week. It just felt, you know, like when you have two girls with yeah. like a twenty-four hour period, suck your cock. You're like, ah, am I really that guy who has buttload of money and who just takes girls on expensive dates? Okay. And then they blow him in their car. Now that I talk, like now that I'm like vocalizing it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Amir? That was the life. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Go back to engineering and have sex with models. Like, what is wrong with you? And uh, we ended up having sex, and the sex was great. She's like kinky, and she's yeah. That's another thing, dear listeners. Smart women, they know how to fuck. Yeah. Like they they fuck at a completely different level than regular women. They, of course. They, they consume you and you consume them. And they meet you halfway. They're not afraid to like push certain boundaries if they're comfortable with you. So we had sex and the sex was good. But I just was not there mentally. I'm like, this is... I'm, I'm detecting a pattern. She Go was on. too smart. Like, not, It's not she was too smart for me. Like This would have been the type of relationship where you're like, oh, okay, you're my girlfriend, but I'm free to do whatever I want. Because she's like, oh, I don't care if you cheat on me. Like this is I don't believe in monogamy. It was... Like, I don't believe in monogamy. Like, she was like, no, no, do whatever you want. Mm. I'm like, ah, do I really want this? And I just freaked out. And it, it was, as I said, at the time where I'm like, what do I want to do in my life? I think I just, yeah, I just started stand-up comedy. And she asked, let's see each other again. I said no. She said, I only asked twice. Wow, this sounds followed like her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I followed her on Twitter for a couple of years, and then we stopped being friends. That's... Yeah, that, that's a shitty ending to that's a story. That's a shitty story, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. And now not, you're dating stand-up comedy. Now I'm dating stand-up. That should be the name of the podcast. That's where we <laughs> should, this should... This is where we should be taking it um, <clears throat> to sort of bring bring this bitch home is 
uh, what's changed since the last time you was on you were on the show in terms of the comedy? Like, you've made any? I'm doing more shows. I'm no, quite happy. I, I'm talking about the process. Like the process. Well, you know me. I'm a process guy. I mean, so you I'm write. A, you write more than a lot of people I know. I do, but I don't always perform it. Sure, but you still Just, write it. That, yeah, that's an important. Yeah, I try to write. I try to write, and that when you write, you get to know yourself a bit more. You know that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm still, as I said, I'm, I'm a new artist, and my idea, like, and I write, I'm like, oh, this is how I feel about this. So I'm trying to discover my point of view, and I'm clearly not there yet. I don't know who I am on stage. But I'm at a point right now where I, when I do old material, I don't like myself. I'm like, oh, I'm not that guy anymore. Wordplay, doing my dad accent. Actually, actually, I still enjoy doing my dad's little Arabic accent. <laughs> but uh, I'm enjoying the growth. I'm enjoying observing myself. But that's the problem when you enjoy observing yourself because you're always looking for material. You're not in the moment as much as you should be. And this is where the overthinking comes. Where I'm with a gorgeous, gorgeous... Five foot eleven French girl with coupe garçon, and I'm like, yeah, I don't trust thirty year old with condoms. You understand? I'm I'm not in the moment. I'm not consuming the present as much as I should. So that's like I think what my next step is is learning how to be in the present, and then maybe afterwards go over my day and like, oh yeah, that's there's something funny in there instead of always being like, is that funny? Is that funny? Is that funny? Is that funny? Because I'm not. You you understand what I mean? Totally. Like, can I make something out of this? Yeah. All right. That's yeah. again. That's a shitty ending. <laughs> no, 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 no I'm, I'm, I'm listening. This is interesting stuff. I'm just wondering. I'm always curious to see where how people have grown or not, or uh, how's comedy? How's your comedy coming, Richard? I have no comedy. <coughs> there is no comedy. <laughs> if we keep this podcast going for another hour, we'll be like, so Richard, uh, <laughs> what was the first time that? <laughs> the charcoal's gonna die in about twenty you're gonna, minutes. You're so gonna can, find us dead. We can stop the podcast when the charcoal dies. It's up to you. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, no, I'm, I'm enjoying the comedy. I'm enjoying performing outside of Montreal. Uh-huh. I started performing in Kingston and in Ottawa. Oh, uh, August. Wait, I should I should get my dates out. Yeah, before yeah, plug, plug, plug. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying performing outside of Montreal. It's great. It's a completely different audience. Of course, you, you go to a you go to a city that you know performing a bunch of forty year olds. They don't get your Tinder jokes. They're like, "What is this Tinder?" <laughs> guy trying to get laid with his phone. Get out of here. We have, <laughs> we got to pay our mortgage here. As well as well they should. I hear Ottawa is really good. Yeah, it's amazing. Next time you go, man, let me know. I've to never been out there. Ottawa? Yeah. yeah. I'm going. Well, I'll let you know now. All right. Well, here are some dates, guys. In case you enjoyed my uh, eating ass stories, uh, August 21st, I'll be at the Comedy Works. Monday, August 21st, at the Comedy Works. Uh, August twenty second, I'll be in Gatineau doing Hope and Mike. Mm-hmm. That's with an H. That's a new. That's a new room, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a new room. I think a guy called Dominic Porter. Uh-huh. I heard great things. Uh, August twenty third, I'll be in Absolute Kingston. It's a cool. It's a cool place. It's in the middle of nowhere, man. It's so that fucking awesome. Blurry. Yeah, six hour drive for a six minute set. That's, that's, my that's right great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> An hour a minute. Yeah. Uh, oh, August sixteenth, I'll be in Absolute Ottawa. And Wait, August 16th? Yeah, August 16th in Ottawa. August 21st, Comedy Works in Montreal. August 22nd, Hope and Mike in Gatineau. August 23rd, in Absolute Kingston. And probably doing all the open mics in the city, trying to fine-tune the jokes about my racist grandma <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who like hates <laughs> the Jews. It's been, uh, it's been a really busy for me lately. As a part, I'm, and now it's ridiculous with when I told you my routine, that, but... Uh, Working has killed my nights most of the time, yeah. which are prime comedy nights. 
but I will be. Uh, I will. I, I still manage to get. Uh, I'm gonna be doing the art loft for the first time. Nice. It is an amazing room. Yeah, people keep telling me. Oh my god, they did such an amazing job running this room. I yeah. hope it never. Does. Honestly, it's. I, I can't wait to see it. I heard so much about it. I was just like, I want to do it. Audience is amazing. Mm-hmm. The like the, the the guys who run it are amazing. You go in, room is packed. People are drinking. They're smoking. Everybody like it's. If you have good material, you will you, you'll do great. It's ugh, such how a long is the set? I don't even know. So it depends. You should ask uh, Chris, Chris or yeah. Quinn. Quinn, yeah. Probably it'll give you like six to seven minutes or something. Cool. When, when are you at the Art Loft? Do you know? Uh, I think the 18th. Uh, let me just double check right now. Um, I'm going to do the Art Loft definitely in August. Uh, hang on a second. Yeah, the 18th. And You're at Comedy Abroad too, right? That's the 27th. Nice. Yeah, always a good time, John Seelig, uh, Orin. Um Shout great. out to John. So yeah, so I'd li- I love the fuck out of that venue too. Which I love one? the I comedy abroad. I love the fact that it's just like a roll of the dice every time. And you have people from everywhere. You never know where they're from. I think that's probably one of the most unique rooms in Montreal for that. Like, I just find that's a great environment. I should speak with John. I haven't done it yet. You've never done it? No. Oh, oh man, great. it's yeah. such a trip. Yeah. It's a great room. You never know who's going to show up, and if you can do a little crowd work, it's amazing. If you you it's sometimes a really friendly crowd, they're very into it. Yeah, because tourists are extreme. They're a tourist. You cannot be in a bad mood when you're a tourist. Plus, there's nothing yeah. going on, right? Unless yeah. they've done all their activities for the day, yeah. they're kind of not ready to turn in yet. It costs them nothing. They just come downstairs yeah. um, and they come and hang out, have a couple of beers, and take in some of the local flavor. You know, you should contact Sid. Sid Kular, he's the new booker at the Comedy Works to showcase for him. Yeah. Yeah, bring your tight five. He's a, he's a cool guy. He's a cool you guy. You have to showcase for him to, yeah. to get... To well, he's a, he's a new management. Okay, yeah, I don't know anything about that. I saw there was new uh, social media presence. Yeah. So what's the deal now? How so does this work? He's the new... Like he's managing the booking and he's managing the comedy room. Okay. I don't know exactly what exactly like everything he does, but this is what he does. He's, he's the new booker. Great guy. He's the brother of Sugar Sammy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I heard about that. So he's like deep into comedy. He knows his shit. Great guy. Super friendly. Super, super like authentic. You know? uh-huh. So Funny. you contact him and you... Yeah. just message him. Like, hey, and tell him... I would like to... Amir told me... To drop my name. <laughs> <laughs> Amir told me that, uh, you know, just you'll, you'll go on a, on a Monday. You'll do your tight five and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. Thanks so much for being on the, on My the show. Pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. It, it feels fun. like you had us on, really. When you, <laughs> that's what I'm starting to feel like that about you, Amir. And it was like a night out for us. And the Shisha definitely adds something to the podcast. I yeah. Think. I think we're going to have to do this. Anytime. Good. As long as I have tobacco. We'll but thank this. you for sharing. My what is, I know this is personal stuff you brought here. This is not, you didn't bring like a couple of fucking uh, six pack or whatever. You brought your, your, your real researched fucking traveling Shisha gear. You brought your, your special briquettes or whatever they're <laughs> called from that you got your parents. They're coconut charcoal. <laughs> from, but from fucking Lebanon, right? Uh, the charcoal, no, they're from uh, Andalus. Andalus, <laughs> that's even cooler sounding. Uh, Andalus, you know the story. Ah, shit. I wanted, I wanted to be from a, like, like in a Greek island somewhere. <laughs> they're from Andalus. <laughs> With a little lisp. Yeah, uh, from Andalus. The Andalus the best, the An best. old man, he. A one-eyed man. Who lives with pelicans? Um, yeah, he, he doesn't sell them to you. He, he gives them to you. He, but first, <laughs> you, you have them. you have yeah. to answer an enigma. Um, no, you brought out all your shit. I really appreciate it, man. My it's pleasure, like, man. Uh, Anytime. I, I, we're filling the love. The mango juice was great. Um, shout out to my mom. Shout Let out. Me take her blender. 
Yeah, and who go <laughs> and your parents for getting you out of a war torn fucking country and raising yeah. you here, yeah. where God you can be funny for a living. Well, we'll see how that works out. Yeah. Well, anyway, man, you're welcome back at this table. Thank you so Anytime. much, you guys. This, this was a lot of fun. It was really good times. Like